How do you start a podcast? We're finally going to do it. You're going to do it? We're going to finally do it. Do it. If you would like, welcome to Humbly Speaking. Okay. Humbly. Humbly. The, the greatest The best podcast, podcast uh, in Manitowoc. At Humbly. the parish. <laughs> at the parish. Humbly. Humbly, of course. <laughs> one of one. <laughs> yeah. The, the best and the worst. Tied for first place. Yeah. And last. And last. Yeah. And second. Until there's going to be another one. And then we'll really have competition. What other what other podcasts would there be in Manitowoc? In Manitowoc? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what goes on in Manitowoc. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people Probably how some, much I love living here, yeah. but I can never tell you what happens here. Right. Like, what well, goes got on? Like yeah. the, the, you got the farmer's market, which is pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty good. You, know, you got uh, the Capitol Civic Center, which has always got great yeah. theater. Good shows. There's good, yeah, good shows, good restaurants. Yeah, some solid some places. Quality bars, some not so quality bars. Right, right. Everything you need. I mean, you don't need to leave Manitowoc for anything. We got bridges, multiple bridges. Yeah, we got that multiple. Go up at prime traffic time. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. It's phenomenal. My favorite time during the summer. When, when, uh, when I, yeah, well, right when I need to get someplace, you know. Yeah, it's it's in the law actually. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be during the normal hours that people are driving. Of course, because that's when people drive their boats. You know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm all about boating. So it's gonna be you know? bo- it's gonna be a boating podcast. <laughs> from Maybe, the, dude. From the marina. Yeah. Shoot. The, the 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 what is it? The marina governor? Or what is it called? The the mar- maritime arena? The merit? Yeah. No, there. There's a like a high end club. Oh, you know um, what I'm about? yeah, I know what, you're uh, about. what is that? Riverside I Drive? I forget the name of that. Or am I thinking Green Bay? Thinking no, it's, it's Green over Bay. there. It's you got Bay. it. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't know. I, don't know I, I, forget, yeah. I forget the name. It's going to be done by those rich people, the Bowdoin yeah. podcast. Right. Talk about their mansions and their, that they don't have a Manitowoc <laughs> proper. <laughs> <laughs> Some One of our listeners is going to be part of that call. He's like, you know what? I took your idea. And then it's going to be a better podcast. Good. We want uh, royalties on it. Humbly, we're second place now. Humbly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, we're going to finally do it where it. if people want to be on our podcast. What is the podcast about? Well, sharing your faith, man. That's what it's sharing usually been. Sharing your faith, man. <laughs> There's a comma there. Sharing your faith, man. Have you noticed that we actually have more women on the podcast than we do men? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're sexist? Um, I, I don't know. What's the what's the so. opposite of misogyny? Misandry? I don't you think we're misandry? Fe- feminist? We're feminists, right? Is that the opposite of misogyny? Fe- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that that's the thing, right? The feminists hating men? No, like you know, like the opposite of misogyny would be like feminism, think... right? Like you're all about like woman empowerment. Maybe third wave feminism. Third wave, you said? Yeah. Oh. Not the like halfway decent feminism. Right. Second wave or something like that. Yeah. I'm a feminist in the traditional way of the feminist movement. <laughs> I'm not a not, feminist. Not not in the way that it's currently going. I'm you know? not a feminist because I'm a normal person <laughs> <laughs> who thinks that men and women are different, but also equal because created equal. Right. I'm smart enough to know that all, all men created equal involves all people and well, not right. just men. Right. Yeah. Right. But 
if you want to be on the podcast and talk about feminism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, reach out to us, humbly speaking pod at gmail.com. Or just say hey to one of us in mass if you see us. Yeah, what mass do you normally go to? You know, it's a toss-up. Sometimes it's 4 p.m. on Saturday, usually at Waldo, mm-hmm. or 6.30 p.m. With the occasional... Which is all the, also at Waldo. Which is also at Waldo. Yeah. With the occasional, like, Sunday late morning, like the... 10.30. Yeah, 10.30. Like, that's, that's very rare, so don't bank on me doing mm-hmm. that. All right. Yeah. And you're almost exclusively 6.30, 6.30 p.m. Pretty Waldo. Much, pretty much. If we don't, we're at 9 o'clock, Marshall. Yeah. I've seen you there. Thanks. Yeah, man. Spying on you. <laughs> we have our guest today. Who is our guest? <laughs> Sitting right next to me, man. Don't oh, you see that, that picture Don't of Jesus <laughs> crossing up the devil with a basketball? It's fantastic. It's a great, great photo. Thanks to our friend Will. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. He's uh, two months happily married. Yeah. Gave it to us Practically as a gift a, for serving at his wedding. Yeah. A metal, what, what would you call that? Metal. Yeah, it's metal, I think. It's right? a metal photograph. Up, yeah. uh, not a photo, it's like a painting. Yeah. On a metal spot. We're not one of those up. cool display ones. Yeah. But it's Jesus with a basketball crossing up and breaking the ankles of the devil. It's uh, biblically accurate, pretty sure. Pretty <laughs> I sure think that's in Revelation. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> At the, the end of times, Jesus was balling. It's in the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love how we held it up as if we were like on a video. <laughs> like, here, let me show you guys. <laughs> they can't see us. <laughs> but if you want to see it, be on the podcast. It'll be here. <laughs> It'll be here. <laughs> that's if that's an incentive, I don't know what is. But our guest today is Cameron. It's still me. <laughs> it's still, I, still I'm the me guest. Man. I'm the guest. So. The best guest. <laughs> Humbly. And host. Humbly. Host. Best host, I think. And guest. Actually, I think you're a better host than I am. Oh, I don't say that. Because you ask the you ask the questions. I just provide the humor. Oh. Oh yeah. Because I'm funnier than you are. That's Fair. On the podcast for sure. And in No, in general. Yeah. I'm funnier than you. Wow, man. Humbly. No, I no, not it's not humble. I, I'm bragging <laughs> to you. This is I'm funnier than you are. Oh. Well. Debatable. I'm just joking. I think you are funnier than me. You're a better meme lord. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I whip out the the references. The meme references, the vine references. Pretty quick. <laughs> Elizabeth. Pretty quick. <laughs> um just having a on a tangent, we were driving when we were driving uh, to Plymouth this last weekend. There were a bunch of geese getting on get, getting off of exit one fifty two or whatever going. Oh yeah, uh, south. There's this pond, uh, and there were a bunch of geese in there. <laughs> and she turns to me and she's like, "Look at all these chickens." <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We have we, we have cultured. Done. We have cultured for as far as Vine references. I feel like our It's gotten to our wives. I know. Rip Vine. Yeah. Rip Vine. I'm proud of my wife for occasionally saying like a Vine reference. I'm like, I'm really proud of you right now. Super proud. Not the most proud of them. Like I'm proud of her for other things, but like I'm really proud. Yeah, growing a baby is pretty important. Yeah, it's pretty pretty important. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, very proud of her. Very proud. Very proud. <laughs> but, uh, well, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks, thanks for showing man. up. Thanks man. for having <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You come here often? I do. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I always feel weird though, because I have a, I have, a, <clears throat> I have a key, like a key fob to yeah. get, because it's, it's an electrical lock here. I have a fob to get in, but like I've been here a couple of times while they're open because the parish office is open for like dumb hours, eight to 12 or something. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, like if you're a young adult yeah. with kids or whatever, you can never get here while the office is open. It's only open eight to 12 or whatever. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm only here when no one else is here. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I've only been here with you, man, with the, for the podcast. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be just weird, like, because I don't work for the parish. We don't get paid for this. Right. It's not like you, it's like come for any other reason besides maybe visiting Elizabeth. Yeah. So I would feel like awkward, like, even though I know that I can go through the door and go into the office myself because, like, I do stuff for the parish and, like, my wife is back there. I also feel weird. It's like, yeah, I don't work here, though. <laughs> you don't want to look too confident. So I, yeah, because yeah. I don't like own the place. Right. But I also want to give like like the the nice desk ladies have security, you know, over me, but the door's open, so like I'm terrified. Yeah. Like what <laughs> can I go? Can I can I can I go in the can I can I go? <laughs> like, yeah. Does yeah. <laughs> I want them to like call Elizabeth up, you know? Like she's gotta come out of her office to come to the front. She'll probably know. hear you from the front. Based on where uh, her, <laughs> based on where her uh, office is. Yeah, I talk pretty loud. Yeah, so it's right here, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. take it all the way back. Let's uh, let's take a little trip. Cause yeah. I wanna I wanna talk about your. I think your like childhood and as far as like your birth is pretty pretty cool. My birth was pretty cool. I wasn't. I shouldn't say cool. I mean, I was there, but, but like, it's a uh, it's a good story. It's a good like start. Oh, point. it's a good story. Um, yeah, I guess I was born on a Tuesday, which is true. Actually, March sixteenth, nineteen ninety three, was a Tuesday. Nice. It was the day before a huge blizzard. So, <laughs> was it really? Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, when my grandpa came down uh, to to see us the day after or whatever, he drove through a whiteout blizzard from Sheboygan to Milwaukee. That is dedication. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. He was a grandpa, so it was. A, we were the first grandkids. Oh, okay, that's so. That's a special moment. Yeah, then. yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was born uh, in in Milwaukee, two months early. My brother and I were two months early. We're I'm a twin, uh, identical twin, so we were born four minutes apart, two months early. Yeah. Um, so how many weeks was that? Like uh, <laughs> two months. <laughs> I don't know. We were due in May. Oh, okay. We came in March. Okay. So I, I don't know how many Early. weeks. It was two Early. months. It was yeah. a problem. We were a pound. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I, my brother and I were actually in a genetics book. I think I've talked about this in the podcast. So we share one birth defect. We both have aniridia in our eyes, so we don't have irises. So my driver's license says I have brown eyes, but I don't. I have a sliver of iris, but it's mostly pupil. Okay. My pupils are always dilated. Yeah. So my, I always have big black eyes. I still have white around my eyes. I'm no weird creep or whatever. <laughs> but um, So we share that birth defect, but I had a tracheal esophageal fistula 
which is a, your esophagus ends in a pouch. So it doesn't connect to your stomach. It just ends in a pouch or whatever. So they yeah. feed me through a, to a GI tube directly into my stomach. <clears throat> and my brother had a ASD and a VSD, two holes in his heart. So they told my parents that he had a 20% chance to live and I had a 40% chance to live. Wow. Or uh, 60, 60, it's 40 more, 60% chance percent chance to live wow so there was a high probability that they would walk out with one baby there was still a high probability they would walk out with no babies yeah and i uh, not a really great possibility that we would both live <clears throat> so with with my surgery they they did it the second day i was born because my lung my left lung collapsed Wow. Well, my other did, lung did too. So one of my, my left lung is fully scarred. It's mostly scarred. Yeah. Scarred up. My other lung is 75% scarred up. So wow. messed up. Yeah. Wow, geez. <laughs> so I have asthma. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I have asthma. Yeah, that sounds about right. Asthma. Uh, and they needed to fix my esophagus so yeah. they could. Uh, so you could so, eat. So I could eat food. It's pretty know? important. I couldn't just do a GI to my entire life. That'd be weird. Um. So I did a good, that went okay. They did a Nissen, um, but as a result, like my, so your esophagus ends in a sphincter, right? Yep, yeah. That goes into the stomach. I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, your esophagus yeah. ends in a sphincter and that it opens and closes to allow food to go into your stomach, but to stop stomach acid from going up into your esophagus because then you get stomach tissue in your esophagus yeah. and that's something called cancer. No, we'll be, yeah, uh, like Barrett's, Barrett's esophagus, esophagus yeah. which can become yeah, cancer. Yeah. So I'm always at a risk for Barrett's esophagus. I think I had it. I think I have it. I'm not sure. They found like a little tiny bit one time because they were looking for it and took it out. So gotcha. anyway, uh, I probably have it. I don't know. Anyway, so that sphincter for me doesn't work. It's always open. So I'm on acid suppressants. And if right. I don't take acid suppressants, then I have heartburn constantly. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, they did the surgery to fix that. <laughs> and then um, my brother, they had to wait uh, some time for his heart to be like big enough and exactly. for him to be big enough to like deal with the surgery. Right. So he looked, you can see pictures before my, before my brother's heart surgery, he looked like death. He was gray. Yeah. He was like just no energy, just like he looked like a dead kid walking, wow. you know? Yeah. Um, and after surgery, it's like flip, like he's full of color. Hey, blood's going right spot. Normal. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> amazing. So, what happens? But for their surgery, and they, I don't think they do it this way anymore because this was the nineties, <laughs> the early nineties. So they had to take his heart out of his body, put him on the machines, mm-hmm. put him on a cooling machine, to like that cool. They keep the like like chest cavity cold yeah. or whatever. And they had to take the heart, work on it somewhere else, and then put it back and then restart everything. It's like a bypass. Yeah. I think that's, I don't know if that's how it's still, I'm not a. I'm not my a, dad was telling me they can just go through your armpit now and just fix yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I think, think it depends it's done how that old. Way. I, think it, I think it depends how old you are, clearly. Right. But I think they do it in a much safer way now, but. Probably. Yeah, it was just like all these different points where you could just die. Yeah, I mean, open. You, you know, yeah, because they they're taking your heart out and then they got to restart everything. Right. So like, just could just not work. 
Well, yeah, we don't take the heart out anymore for even open heart surgery. They don't even like yeah. fully take it out. It's kind of yeah, and they might have just blood. disconnected it and put them on the machines um, to do it. But I think because he's so small, yeah, it's crazy. He was only a couple of months old. So I could pay the big bucks though. Those doctors, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could never do that. Yeah, so oh, it's a miracle, man. Yeah, definitely a miracle um, that we both walked out there alive. Um, used all my dad's insurance because uh, the surgery, my brother's surgery alone, is a million dollars. Well, I'm sure you met the the uh, out of pocket max. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think I met that pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just so anesthesia alone. Big Just... big shout out to the Ronald McDonald House down there at yeah. Children's and Freighter. Um, did amazing things, amazing support system for my parents. Um, they do a lot of good work for did a lot of great work. And such, and they yeah. did a lot of great work. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, I think I don't know. <laughs> I've only seen yeah. pictures. <laughs> how old were you when you like? How many months after? How long were you guys in the NICU? Oh man, my mom would know this. I uh, it was maybe a couple months. A couple months. A couple yeah. months. Makes sense. No, it wasn't. It wasn't too long. I mean, I think, I think by September we were both home full time. Okay. Uh, oh, so, okay. uh, a couple months. Yeah, it was that six months. Yeah, six months in and out of the hospital. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so like my dad always likes to tell the story of like bringing us <laughs> to the doctor, one baby in each arm, pulling oxygen tanks, you know, just yeah. to make sure, you know, to get us in the, get us in the hospital and make, you know, cause we just had to have all that crap to yeah. just stay alive. Um, granted he could be lying. I don't know. I don't remember any of this, <laughs> 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 but like, I think it gave me a, a like a really weirdly high tolerance for pain like because i spent my entire life uh my entire like childhood like of course if you're a parent which you are a parent Mm -hmm. technically yeah (laughs) um if you went through like six months where every single day you're not sure if one of your kids is going to (laughs) die um that probably changes your outlook (laughs) on how you're going to handle their lives when they get out and get back home yeah so my parents were my dad especially very strict very helicopter very you know needed to know everything that was going on always watching us always having other people watch us you know you know what i mean uh we weren't left alone for the first time till we were like 11 wow and that was only like it was because we lived so close to the school we had a key and we had a cell phone uh is in the early 2000s, so not interesting. Not an interesting cell phone. <laughs> as a cell phone I would definitely give my kids. Yeah, just the like Nokia. A, track, a Nokia? Track phone. Uh, was it yeah, Nokia? It was like a Nokia, yeah, but it yeah. was the track phone version. Yeah. Just, yeah. You just use it to call or whatever. Yeah. So we'd have, to, we'd have to call my dad before we left for school, go down half a block. Half a block, John. <laughs> half a block to my elementary school. We had, or not my elementary, to my middle school. We don't cross one street that no one ever drove on. And we call him when we got there. We I had to give my key to the secretary because I could lose it. Oh yeah, the secretary, <laughs> the phone and the key to my to the secretary that's there, and then she would take it and they'd put it in the whatever a drawer or whatever. And I have to get it, call my dad that we were leaving, get home, lock the door, call my, call my dad that yeah. we're home. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a whole whopping. One minute, two minutes apart call. 
phone call for a half uh, a block? A couple minutes, maybe. Couple minutes, yeah. yeah. Depending on which door <laughs> we came out of. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, if you, yeah, you got to put yourself in your parents' shoes, I guess. I, bit I totally, at, yeah, at 30 yeah. years old now, I totally get it. <laughs> you're like, like I get but it. But also, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you're probably like, this is real annoying, Dad. <laughs> this is really annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, uh, so yeah, probably, I mean, that really drove a lot of my parents' decisions. Uh, moving forward just because you know you think that your kids are fragile which we were I guess Um, I thought I had to sneeze I guess do bless you thank you Uh, so that probably gave me a really high tolerance for pain you just spend so much time people worrying about every little thing that's wrong with you and I'm like I don't want people to worry about me anymore because I'm upright and breathing and I can, you know, I can handle myself. <laughs> yeah. So I just have this really high tolerance for pain. Uh, one, one time I had pneumonia, but didn't know that I had pneumonia. So I was like, I get coughs every once in a while that just stick with me for weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks because I have, my lungs are so messed up. So when it gets in my lungs, it's there for yeah. a long time, maybe yeah. a month. <laughs> um, I had this cough. It just wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. And my dad's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. Uh, and he checked my temperature and I had a fever. He's like, yeah, we're going in. And yeah. I ended up having pneumonia. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, 17, 16, oh, okay. 17. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we yeah. jumped forward. But uh, yeah, so uh, I lived in lived in Sheboygan. I attended Christ Child Academy, which is a Catholic school. Um, my dad was Catholic in name only. Uh, if there's if Trump always talks about rhinos. He was right. a, he was a sino. A sino. Uh, I mean, we went to mass maybe once in a while. It wasn't a every week thing. And okay. my mom definitely was not Catholic. Um, <clears throat> so, like, I have a lot of thanks for like that upbringing, growing up in a private school, because I always knew that God existed. Yeah, it's that's the only thing I got out of private school. To be honest with you, is God exists. Well, that's a good thing to get out of it. It, it is, <laughs> it is. Yeah, right. And my life might have been a lot different had I continued to go to Catholic school. But my parents got divorced when I was eight. Um, I didn't really. Yeah. My brother and I really didn't get it. It was really hard for us to process because we didn't really understand what was going on. Mm. So. My dad moved to, he moved in with my grandparents. Uh, my mom lived on her own, but my mom still worked for Piggly Wiggly. So like, I also worked for Piggly Wiggly, okay? Yeah. It's not a lot of money. Right. So I was always, I was constantly worried about my mom's finances growing up, even at like eight years old. And I would remember like, I think I told the story in the podcast last week, but I would go like hide in my room like in our little closet like crawl area and i would just cry and i wouldn't really understand why i felt so awful Mm. i would just cry and then i would like be all right and i would leave and it was fine but we did like this split time custody thing where i was like split throughout the week okay which is dumb yeah (laughs) Yeah. so my my dad has been remarried and had another child and got divorced again since but um, my sister I guess we can get there later, but my sister, she's on a week by week 
custody thing. So she's with my dad for a week and then she's with her mom for the next week and then they swap off or whatever. Way better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Way better than what we do. It was Monday, Tuesday, we were in Plymouth and Wednesday we were back in Chivagas and then Thursday we were in Plymouth and then Friday we were in Chivagas. Saturdays alternated and Sundays we were in Chivagas. I can't even... I can't even. It was. Back of it that. was John. It was the worst. That's and we still went to school in Plymouth, so. So like, some days you probably had to wake up, not as not that early. Well, mo- Monday Monday, Monday mornings yeah. we'd have to drive. My mom would have to drive us to from Sheboygan to Plymouth to drop us off, and then right. Wednesday she had to come get us, bring us back. Thursday go back and get us, to <laughs> drop us uh, off. Yeah, Friday come back bad. and get us again. Like it was just. It was a lot of my mom. Like my mom definitely lost out on that because she had to drive the most. Oh right. Uh, and Sheboygan and Plymouth aren't that far apart, but like getting into the city, town, whatever you're gonna call Plymouth, is paying the rump. Yeah. You know, because you only get it through weird exits, and then it's thirty-five, and it's twenty-five in the, in the city. Um. So yeah, that kind of that 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 was a I think it was it was just a lot on us. Mm-hmm. And my dad got, was in another relationship very quickly. Um, with my <clears throat> then stepmother, um, who was also coming off of a of a divorce, and she had two kids, so I have two then step I don't know what I call them anymore, but ex step brother and sister. Um, yeah, I don't know what the term for that is. Yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. So like, there were four kids in the house when we were there, and then like, that was just a lot. Yeah, you know because. It, I mean, it's four people, but like the only person you really give a crap about is your own, my own brother. Right. You know, stick together kind of thing. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like there was any like tension there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a competitiveness. Like we got along pretty well, That's you it. know? Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. fine, but like, you're not my brother. You're not my sister. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then my mom remarried as, as <laughs> my mom remarried and he had a, uh, my then, ex-stepfather <laughs> uh had one daughter um her and i did not get along at all i it wasn't like a, i disliked her it was just a we didn't click we yeah. were two very different people and my mom got remarried again um so there's a lot of just like and then she got divorced <laughs> again how, too how, how, how uh like... so that marriage was five years okay my dad's next marriage was a uh Twelve, thirteen years. Okay, I think he was with Heather. Um, but just like growing up in with four very different parents, quote unquote parents, majorly difficult. Well, I can't, I can't imagine the dynamics too. You know, you go to one household, and you know your your mom and your stepdad, and. Your stepsister, now ex stepsister. <laughs> I don't know what to tell okay. so yeah. I have a half sister. Yeah. Who's my um, half sister. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day you're at a different house. And the next day after that, you really are at a different house, depending on which day of the week it was. Right. So for a kid that's eight, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you got to be kind of confused. I was so confused because I didn't really know. I'm a people pleaser. Right. Yeah. So it was it was very hard for me to please four different people in four different ways. You know. Right. Because it's it's not that difficult to please my mom. My mom is the best. <laughs> yeah. But like my dad's very strict. 
and my Heather was very, very, very strict. Um, but she came from a very different family, like right. very country, country, you know, I, that's why I hate country music to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just the worst. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm not a huge fan either. Um, so, so we were at Catholic school until about eight. And then, um, after my parents got divorced, my dad had moved to Plymouth to start dating this other one. I Heather. She was, I mean. Don't get me wrong. None of my parents, none of my step parents were ever mean, were ever awful to me. Mm. They all did their best to take care of us. I totally understand that. Yeah. I disagree <laughs> with how it was done. Yeah. Right. But they did their best and they treated us very, very well. And I had it halfway decent relationships with all of them. Um, but because my dad um, was marrying this other woman, we left the church mm, okay. and we went to the Lutheran church, St. John Lutheran in um, Plymouth. Um, and I'd never understood the difference. I do now. Yeah. I don't, but at the time it was just like kind of whatever. So yeah. I left the church, but not of my own accord. If that makes sense. Okay. It's how I rationalize it. Yeah. No, I'm, I did I'm not choose you. to leave the church. It was my dad brought us, started bringing us to a different church. I mean, and as an eight year old, eight years old, like, you don't know anything. Whole, you don't have a whole lot to say either. You just kinda, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, okay. We're, we're going really... to this different church. You don't know what's, you know, and especially if you didn't go to like mass as reg- like super regularly, like you had said before, it's not like you went semi regular occasionally. Yeah. Semi regular occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> like if you don't go every week, it's not like you're recognizing the differences a ton either. And especially at eight years old, they're probably definitely not going to recognize it. Yeah, and I'm, I definitely wouldn't be able to tell you any of the. It's not like we were deep into the theology of the Eucharist or <laughs> yeah. anything like that. Like I, I didn't even know who the Pope was. Right, and it was still mm, JP two at the time. I think it was JP two at the time. Yeah, which nice. Yeah, but also like I didn't really <laughs> couldn't have told you who it is. You know, right? There was a guy in my class when I was there named John Paul, but I didn't really get. It. I think they're at the John Paul the first, but either way. <laughs> um, so we started going to this Lutheran school, um, which was fine, but we had, there were five boys and 17 girls when I was there. Holy smokes. Two of the boys were my brother and I, oh and that gosh. group of kids had been together for at that point, six, seven years. So we were definitely the black sheep there and yeah. Of course, you know, we are two months premature, so we're very growth st- we're very growth stunted at that point. We were small, uncoordinated, you know. Didn't really have any money hobbies because uh my dad didn't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um so we definitely bore the brunt of bullying for sure. Oh, That's something I dealt with my entire life. Just because I was so small. Kids are you know, kids are cruel. Yeah, um, it can be. You just kind of go after kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, so that was definitely difficult. It probably played into a lot of the issues that I had being bullied because I could never really find a find a, a comfortable place yeah. to be. How did you, yeah, what was your, like, coping? Like, Video I games? Shouldn't say, yeah, yeah. To yeah. escape sort mm-hmm. of thing. Right. Video games. Um, I I would say music, but I didn't really find, I wasn't really allowed to listen to the music that I really found uh, 
to like really connect with till I was in high school. So uh, we had a couple CDs, but uh, I had Justin Timberlake, uh, the Justified album, which is, <laughs> by the way, phenomenal. Is that his first? It was his solo? first first solo. Yeah, album, I was gonna yeah. say it's gotta be his first solo. Uh, Weird Al, straight out of Linwood. Oh, that's a good old, good old Weird Al. Yeah, uh, Kenny Chesney. Okay, which oh, I still cool. have a soft spot for Kenny yeah. Chesney, and then um, Garth Brooks. So it's some country. Have a, yeah. It's some country. I have a soft spot for Kenny Chesney. I have a soft spot for Garth Brooks. All Those are two solid country. ones, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So it's really hard to that 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 music and then video games is my cope forever. Yeah, I, I I've been a gamer since six years old. Yeah. I, five years old since my grandparents got us a Nintendo sixty four. Played oh, Super Mario sixty four. I was I I've been addicted ever since. This is a the N sixty four was the gateway. A, though. Yeah, it was the gateway for sure. Super Mario sixty four, Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Did you ever uh, play Bond? Were you a Goldeneye? Um. No, my mom really never let us play okay. that. Uh, and it's a little young. Yeah, five years old. Yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You know, just uh, just well, uh, Mario Party, Mario Kart. You was know. Smash Bros. out at that time? Smash Brothers was, but uh, we rented that game a lot. We okay. didn't ever buy it. Yeah. Um, but we did play a lot. It was that was the one of the best ones. Uh, Melee on the GameCube was much better. But oh, agreed, agreed. Um, so my dad even had a, a Super Nintendo, and he would. He would play it with us on his lap uh, when we were growing up. When we were really, when we were really young, yeah. And he would play it while us on the, on our laps, oh, or, on his lap, which I probably also played into it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was definitely video games for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're in grade school at this point. Um, middle school. Middle school. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about when, like, with the through the divorce, you're in grade school. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just yeah. when did you move? You, did was it eighth or when you were eight in, in second grade? Is when you were switched to Lutheran school or no? Um, okay. I was in sec. We were still at CCA until uh, four. We finished up fourth grade and okay. then fifth grade we went to St. John Lutheran. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. makes okay. I for some reason I was thinking a lot earlier than that. Um, but that even makes it harder too when you're moving to a new school in fifth grade and everybody knows yeah. each other. Yeah, sure. and everybody knew everybody and yeah. except for except for us. And we were behind. Um their curriculum was a little faster. Yeah. At St. John's. So we had to get we had we were getting um reduced assignments just because we needed time to catch up. Yeah. So you said it before you like you knew there was God. Like there was that there is a God. Mm-hmm. Um did any like? Was there any curiosity? No, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really. It was no. just a. It was a. Um, God exists, and my dad was. Yeah. Uh, my dad was very influential in that. He was very, firm. Not firm in his faith, but very firm in that God is real. Jesus died for your sins, resurrected. Like, we want to try to stay away from sin. So there was at least reason. there was some, some foundation. It was foundation, no formation. Right. Yeah. There was a foundation yeah. of, you know, God exists. We need to do the right thing. But right. Um, pretty, just a foundation pretty much. Yeah. And whatever, um, like, religion classes we had uh, went through Luther's catechism, Luther's small catechism, his large catechism, which 
looking back at now, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Do you uh, remember a whole lot from like uh, from that? Or? Yes, some. Yeah. Um, I mean, because when I learned about Catholicism, I looked at it through a Protestant lens. Sure. You know, because Luther's Luther's idea of two sacraments, one of them being communion and one of them being baptism, um, which fair baptism is a good one to have. Yeah. Um, but then like at the church, and I don't know if this is true for all Protestant churches, but for us it was communion was every other week. So it's like, it's a sacrament, but like not, you're not getting it all the time. I think that's pretty common. Um, my dad is, I've said in the podcast, always raised Lutheran, born Lutheran, and then converted to Catholicism much later in his 60s. Mm-hmm. But if I recall um, from just chatting with him and, you know, hey, what do you know? Or what did what does Lutherans believe in such? Uh, I believe that's pretty standard. Sure. Like every other. Um, my dad said the reason for his con- uh, church congregation, I don't know what to call it, um, is because there was only one pastor for like th- two or three spots, oh, like locations, okay. and only the pastors could perform, uh, could distribute communion. Right. So depending on where the pastor was that week is who got communion. <laughs> right, which just makes sense because yeah. no, you're not doing anything. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but that's how he described it to me, and I was like, all right. <laughs> sure. Sure. And, being Catholic now, it's it's interesting to to see the similarities between like the Lutheran service that uh, we were uh, ECLA, pretty yeah okay pretty pretty close um, service and then like and then like the the mass so like there's the act of contrition which I remember, uh, I remember the the communion part I guess it's not a liturgy of the Eucharist because it's not the Eucharist. <laughs> uh, but I remember that it was quite similar, and and they had communion rails, so you would go up communion rails, and you'd get the the bread and the the wine um, via communion rail, which I was props. Like, I mean, well, like, yeah, props, props for that, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know, you're just getting bread or whatever, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> they do it fancy, at least. They do it fancy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's they're receiving that bread reverently. It's a <laughs> fancy slice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it uh, it just kind of wasn't. Um, I don't know. I when I started dating Elizabeth, I always kind of called it Catholic light. And it's just kind of yeah. like the easiest parts of of uh, the faith boil down to like, hey man, God loves you and is going to forgive you. It's all good. And just like be a good person and it's all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's kind yeah. of my idea of what <laughs> Luther's ideas were. It was just kind of like, yeah, man. I think like Luther does get a bad rap. He deserves it. But <laughs> um, I don't think, I don't think if he looked at what, Protestantism had become today. I think he'd be. I think Martin Luther would be Catholic today. He, yeah, based on the direction sure. of where <laughs> most of the, I, I say most because I don't know what every like right, like what every Lutheran it church gets believes. Worse. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know what every Lutheran church believes, but yeah. um, I would say that if Martin Luther was alive today, he'd be like, you know, I think I'm gonna go back to Catholicism. Right. Right. So I think like yeah, he gets a, a bad rap, but. Maybe maybe it was just the way I was learning it, but it was just like it was so simple and boiled down 
that there wasn't really anything connecting you to like church. Like why are you going? Right. Like why am I here? I don't really understand. Like I don't get it. We went a lot. I mean, we we went we went every week. Okay, so you started um, going every every week to church then. Yeah, least. we were at yeah. church every okay. week. Um, because I, my stepmother was a ve- she was a very staunch Lutheran. Okay, so it was very routine for her to go to go to church, and we would always we would always go to church. Um, it was good. You know, I mean, it's 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 fine, and maybe too like um, I'm, I don't know if I was in your shoes, maybe like reflecting back, at least the going aspect. To, yeah, it's something. Yeah, to, it's something. Something. It's and maybe it 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 uh, did it. Do you feel like going to a service? Whether you know now it's we're talking about Lutheran service, but do you feel like going to that prevented you from like full on just like losing a belief in God? Looking back or no? Um, maybe, maybe, okay. but you have to remember I was still going to the school at that point that's that's a fair point but maybe maybe lutheran school catholic schools maybe yeah yeah um you could you could say that i guess um probably okay i'm not gonna yeah i don't know i'm not gonna bash (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but then we went to we went to public high school after that because all of our friends were going to public high school and um my dad didn't want to pay for the private Lutheran school because it wasn't Sheboygan. That's fair. You didn't want to drive as a pick us up. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm and I'm glad I didn't go to that school. Uh, so when I went to high school, it was even a bigger shock to my because uh, I have no social skills. I do now, but it's for entirely different reasons. So when I went to public school, I had no friends. So the friends that we had had in private school ditched us. Oh man. Immediately. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of them were in other sports. Okay. And I was about to ask and, like this. had connections in other places. And yeah. My brother and I were not athletic people at all. So it was just like we played basketball, but like we scored for the other team a bunch. So <laughs> I think you talk about that. <laughs> by a bunch. Yeah. I mean it once. And then by both of us, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe, hey, I'll scored, tell, maybe I'll tell that story. <laughs> um, so I remember the first day of high school, I ate lunch by myself in the lunchroom. And I don't know if you've ever felt detached from community and felt lonelier in a crowded room of people than that situation was to me. I don't think I've ever felt that lonely. Not in it, I, I've moved twice in life, mm-hmm. but I was young enough. Mm-hmm. So like I was in first and second grade. That's when I moved. So like, oh, yeah. still, at that age, you just make friends. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I thankfully went to like bigger schools too. So there's a lot of kids that I could hang out with. Yeah. You know, I feel like the smaller school, I see advantages to it, but I also see disadvantages where if you don't like your class, Mm-hmm. You don't have a whole lot of people to choose from. So, but I never, I moved to Wisconsin and back to Wisconsin, I should say, when I was in second grade and then we mm-hmm. stayed. So okay. I had never been in that situation where, I mean, I've been in situations where I felt lonely or like, mm-hmm. or like, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't have a community, but not to that extent. Yeah. And, it, and not in that, and not in such an important phase of life too. 
you know, like I've been, I felt lonely in my twenties, but I also, I felt like I was old enough to be like, okay, it's a temporary feeling, you know, just find a community and just go with it. But in high school, you feel like freshman year. No, I never mm-hmm. felt that. Yeah. So that was a, <laughs> that's, that's a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, that sticks with you. It, yeah. Uh, for the better, for the betterment, I think, because it, I was like, okay, well, I need to make my own friends here. Um, so we had a home, we had homeroom every morning. Um, so I got to know two guys, Matt and Nick, uh, really pretty well. And we would hang out in the back of the room and play on the computers. Nice. <laughs> Cause we still had access. Yeah. You know, this was back when flash games were the only thing <laughs> you could really do. So we would go on andyslife.org, which I think is still out there, but I think shockwave flash is gone now. So I don't think you play have the games, but, and we would just play games. And that's, that was the connection that I had yeah. to those two guys. And they were my friends, um, throughout high school. Um, nice. That was, it was, we didn't have homeroom anymore when I was a senior and junior and senior, but because of that connection that we had with games, it was just like a, I have this, I have this connection. That's just a way. I feel like that's just like how dudes bond. That's how dudes do. That's just how dudes do. It's like you find something that you like and somebody else likes it. It's like, not, we just became best friends. You know, yeah. like that's kind of how yeah. it And then goes. like other like girls or whatever would need to like use a computer story in their homework. I'm like, uh, <laughs> of course girls want to do their homework. And I was like, stop, stop being a jerk. <laughs> Let her use a computer. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, later on in my freshman year, uh, a guy that I wasn't really friends with, but a guy in my math class ish who sat right behind me was like, Hey, I'm going to go to the chess club. I was like, Oh. I I I like chess. Yeah. Did you actually like chess? I did. Yeah. yeah, uh, My uncle taught me when I was. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, and it was in Harry Potter, so like it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) I had the wizard chess set. That's what I learned on. Um, he's very he's very good at chess. He could probably beat me today, but uh, so he taught me, and then I just kind of that was something I just kind of played here and there. Um, no one except for my uncle was halfway decent, uh, so it wasn't fun for me. Um, so I, so I went to the chess club and, and it should like, you only went once, <laughs> but, uh, so I found another community there at the chess club mm-hmm. because I found myself, I'm like, Oh crap, I am halfway decent. <laughs> I'm better. Than most of the yeah. people here. Um, so that was a, that was the community that I had most throughout. Yeah. Um, Especially with one person, but I think we'll get to that. But uh, so I started playing chess. That was Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, started doing that, and then I was also a team manager for the basketball team. There you go. Because my favorite teacher ever, Mr. Duff, uh, saw that hint of friends. He's like, "Hey, do you want to be the manager for the basketball team?" I'm like, "Sure." Do I have to play? Or I, no, they didn't. <laughs> thankfully they didn't let me touch any balls. <laughs> or shoot any hoops or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that for a year, and that's the year we went to state. So I got to sit courtside at the Cole Center. Oh, that's pretty sick. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sick. We lost, but 
I got to sit courtside. It was really sick. Was that uh, the finals or something? Yeah, it was semifinals. Final? Okay, yeah. semifinals. Yeah, okay. they lost to Adam's Friendship. Ever heard of Adam's it? Friendship. Probably not. I actually have. Have you really? Yeah, <laughs> I actually have. It's up in uh, northern, northwestern-ish Wisconsin, I sure. think, right? Adam's Friendship. It's north. I don't. I I have no idea. They they maybe it's central. They I don't, in, I've heard of it though. <laughs> I have in, heard uh, of it. Came back from a deficit and beat us on a last second shot. So. But I got to be courtside. It was really sick. That's pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had I actually had that teacher, Mr. Duff, for every class he taught. Every class he taught and a senior and a senior um what's the what's it called when you're a senior and you you do a, a singular like you're the only person uh, doing the class. Know. It's like I don't a, know. a specialty thing. I want you want to study something. I don't know. I, I wanted you didn't to have that. I was still a, I was still a history I was still a history buff, um, and I really I really wanted to go into history, and then I found out there's no money in it. Uh, but I took a I took a, a senior maybe it was a senior study it, it had a name I don't remember what it is, but it was so it was just me and I told him what I wanted to do, and I would write a paper at the end. So I wrote a, a twenty five page whatever the heck on religious change throughout history. Oh. Okay. This was just a, it was a con so I could study the Crusades. That was it. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to study the Crusades, but I wanted, I wanted to have the time for it and I wanted to get a credit for it. So I did this senior research, uh, senior elective, whatever they're going to call it. That's a hack. It was a mega hack. Nice. It was a mega hack. Uh, so I wrote this long, so it took a semester to write this really long paper that I instead spent. 80% 80% of that semester screwing around and then 20% of it actually doing it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so it, he was, he was my favorite teacher. That was a lot of fun. Um, and it just really made me want to go into history cause I just really loved reading about history. I really loved the, um, being in a, in a museum and yeah. seeing all this great history. And I really loved the colonial period and I really loved, Rome. <laughs> I think about Rome a lot. Mm, yes. <laughs> the Roman Empire. And I really loved Greek mythology and Roman mythology. And I loved the uh, golden era Japan and golden era China, which not so much anymore. But And I just really loved learning about those times. It was yeah. so much fun for me. I'm like, oh, I wonder, can I do this in college? So I, when I applied for college to begin with i applied for a major in history just history just history okay i just wanted to do history and i didn't know what i wanted to do with it yet um but i didn't want to i didn't want to be a teacher i was kind of hoping i could work in a museum or a library or a historical place didn't work out because <laughs> i have i found out how much uh how much i love teaching yeah um, so i was a tutor for a uh, when I was a junior and a senior, you could you could tutor freshmen and sophomores. So I tutored mathematics and I tutored science. It was not old, history. Not history. <laughs> no, they didn't have that for that program. Yeah. Um, but I ended up I ended up being really good at math. Like math really came to me in school, like in 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 high school. So we didn't have. I was really bad in like sixth and seventh grade. I think it was because of the home situation I was in. I just like didn't care. <laughs> about homework that much sure. and the teacher wasn't good. Um, when I did, started doing pre-algebra in eighth grade, it, it really came to me because that teacher was actually good. Um, 
and math started to really just flow to me and my brain started working logically. Well, kind of makes sense. I feel like if like chess kind of came naturally to you, yeah, math, it's the math same kind you. of um, thinking as as math. I feel like yeah. a lot of people who are good at chess are really good at math too. Yeah, just and it just stereotypically speaking, it know. just started to click for me. Yeah, so I was just re- I was really good at math. I was really good at science. So I was started tutoring, and I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed the personality of my math teachers and my science teachers. Um, most of my teachers, Plymouth is a great school. And I really just, I really wanted to do that. And I felt that I was good at it. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'll be a teacher. But not in history. But in math. Yeah. So when I got to point, I changed my major to, to math uh, and education. But anyway, so while I was in high school, because uh, this is still a faith podcast, right? Right. <laughs> so while I was in high school... uh Again, there there wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of formation, but like I mentioned before, like it was never a doubt in my mind that God existed, that God was real, that that the God of you know the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, um, Jesus, that right. God, yes, was is God, right? Um, and <laughs> and um, I really. I really know how I, I want to go through this, the the rest of my life story here. But so, all right. So because of all of the messiness with divorce, right, in my life. Yes. My parents have both been married twice and divorced twice. My mom's now married three times. So like the institution of marriage I never understood and I was for most of my life afraid of Mm -hmm. because it doesn't work right in my mind. This is what I think. I think that marriage doesn't work and it just kind of leads, leads to pain. Well, you know what you know too. You know, yeah, you know what you know. And I didn't really understand what marriage was and I didn't really, you know, get it, you know, and it just kind of like, why, you know? Right. So when I started dating, um, my high school girlfriend, um, you know, I, I didn't think that we would ever get married because I was like, eh, and why? Not right. This kind of leads you to, to, to pain. And, and because of that, and because I wasn't dating for marriage, um, you date for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. And I think you can pick up where I'm putting down. Yeah. Right? So that, uh, hmm. yeah. So that being a part of my life, um, with, with girls that I, I was in relationships with throughout high school and throughout college. Um, it, it gave me this wrong, very warped idea of sexuality. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. So I, so like during high school, I had a very strong addiction to, to pornography, a very strong addiction to masturbation. I am still an addict. I understand that. I haven't viewed porn or dealt with masturbation for six years, right. seven years, six years, seven years. I'm still an addict, right? Well, once you like, are, yeah. Once you are, you yeah. are. Like, I recognize that lust is the sin that I deal with every single day. Right. It is the sin I struggle with the most. And even though I'm not mortally sinning anymore, like, I recognize that this is a problem, 
right? Sure. So this, this, my biggest hangup throughout faith has always been lust and sexuality because I, I didn't know what love looked like. So based off of the influences that you have, what you see mm. on TV, what yeah. you like think, like I thought that this lowest form of love, right? Uh, what is it? Um, Sephos? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, uh, um, it's a Greek term. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's right. Like the yeah, lo- this right. lowest form of love. I think that's right. Furthest away from agape. <laughs> right. I think. Um, I think it's. I think you're right. That this. That like, physicality was. This is what love is. That it's all based on physical. Attraction yeah, it's just based on physical attraction and, and sex, and, sex that's and that's it. Yeah. Like you can have an emotional component to it, but like, kind of whatever you know. So. I recognize now how much that drove my decision making, how much that drove my, my life, my life kind of revolved around, um, pornography and, and, and sex and, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was very disordered. Right. So because, I mean, because of that, like the relationships that I did have, the relationship that I had with my high school girlfriend was just not as deep as she thought it was. Sure. So like when I went to, when I went to college and went to point grade school and we broke up because I'm like, Hey man, I don't want to like not be, you know, hanging out with, cause you're all the way here. Cause you can't get into college, you know? And, right. um, so I broke up with her, but I have never seen myself cause so much pain in someone before. Mm hmm. Because of my disordered brain, right? My disordered view of of what love is, I thought it was just like hooking up, doing kind of whatever, man. Whereas like, she had this emotional connection, an actual, yeah, you know, you're in high school and your hormones are kind of all over the place. But she had this deeper connection that like this breakup it shook her to her core. Sure, it was very difficult for her, mm-hmm. and because I'm a jack wagon. You know, I tried to, I continued to, even throughout college, she would come up, we would hook up. Um, and it was just kind of nothing to me. Yeah. What a jack, right? It is, but it's also your perception. And my perception was garbage. Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> Clearly, right? it's not so, a good perception, but right. it's what you were thinking. Right. So, and, and I, 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 I mean, there's no way I can ask for forgiveness anymore because, you know, I haven't seen or spoken to her in 20 years. Right. Not 20 years. I'm 30. <laughs> uh, in, you know, 12, 13 years. Right. right. And I'll I'll probably never talk to her or speak to her again. I don't know what she's doing. No, no, what's going on. Um, so I can never get forgiveness for that uh, from her, right? So I've gotten forgiveness from God. Thank God. I praise God for that. But um, when I... When I, when I was in college then, I was in this weird spot again where I had no community because all my chess friends were in other places and we had all kind of gone to different places and, and this connection that I had with this girl like is gone now mm-hmm. because I dumped her to, to be in college because I was going to hook up with so many girls, right? 
five six, a hundred nothing pounds, <laughs> <laughs> no personality, social anxiety to speak of. Um, yeah, it's good. It's math good major, for, you know? uh... <laughs> and so just swimming in ladies. You know, <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, oh, but going back to going back to chess, uh, because I know I'm going to leave it behind. Um, I won a state championship while I was. That's pretty sick, though. Um, I was the state champion for board four. Uh, for what? Board four. It's, oh, okay. it's like a team competition. You got first board, second board, third board, fourth board. Oh, okay. So I was the best fourth board there or whatever. So I got the first place trophy. It was pretty sick. Uh, I'm not that good. But I was good enough, right? To, well, good enough to, to win. To, good enough to beat. I think I drew once and won the rest of them. Uh, great. It was a great time. Like, that was great. I played chess for four years. Yeah, I played var- I played varsity for three of those years. Um. Anyway, that's important. That's, that's pretty important cool, though. To me that, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that though. was like my crowning achievement. And then I played a, I, I played a, a couple of blitz tournaments and got some trophies after that. That's uh, Kohler and and. Uh, and did you ever do uh, any like national there. or anything? Any national? No, uh, we had a chance bigger? to go to nationals yeah. once, but because our chess team wasn't, um, because our coach wasn't employed by the school. Stefan came in from, uh, he just came from an outside, outside spot. Yeah. Um, and he just, he coached the team and we had a teacher advisor, but like he didn't want to do it anymore. So this, the team wasn't, um, sanctioned, quote unquote sanctioned by the school anymore. So oh. they wouldn't let him take us. Okay. Stephane. That's, they wouldn't yeah, let that's Stephane take us to nationals. I gotcha. We wanted to go, but it was just like a, you know, we just couldn't do it. Yeah. I would have, I would have. And I, cool. I played, I played, um, Seriously, after college, I played in I played a couple of tournaments in uh, Eau Claire and in um, Madison. Nice. Never did well, but oh, uh, at least you got I was, try, I was trying cool. to I was trying to play I was trying to play seriously, and then I met Elizabeth, and that was over. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so in college, uh, I joined a fraternity. Uh, that is I oldest active fraternity in the country 1864 was our founding date oh that is old april 28th 1864 mm-hmm. yeah and i think the only one older than us is skull and bones and that doesn't really exist so skull and bones skull, yeah the skull and bones society oh okay You've i was like that, right all no, the politicians not... are in it oh it's no. a yeah so I think like, that's I think that's the oldest one, but it's not really a fraternity; it's a secret society. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, that sounds like a cult. Man. Uh, I mean, you can just look it up. I mean, you just okay. look it up. You know, okay. just Google it, right? <laughs> but it's not like a college fraternity. No, or, okay. no, it's just a, it's a secret society. It just happens to be in colleges. That's oh. yeah. Like, I think um, both bushes were in Skull and Bones. I think it's Skull and Bones. I think I got pirate. So Me too. Yeah, like it's not. <laughs> my mind jumped immediately to like pirates, Davy Jones, and like. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, way cooler than I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not pretty sick. I'll get on board with that. Um, so, piracy is in school though. So. Yeah. So like I found, I found community in this, in this fraternity, um, yeah. which I don't want to spend too much time on. Um, but the, so my, my, I went to college with a, a buddy of mine, my, my quote unquote best friend who is not cause you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my wife is. Well, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my my high school best friend and I we we went to point together. Um, I wanted him to go so bad. I wrote his college essay. 
That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has dyslexia, so it's really hard oh, okay. for him to read and write. That's fair. <clears throat> I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm writing it. <laughs> I, I said I'd write the first paragraph and he could write the rest. No. Three pages later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did it. Uh, and he got in, so it worked. Good job, man. Uh, so we, we, went to, we went to school together. And um, he, he is a social butterfly more than I was at the time. So he got into the party and right away. <clears throat> and because of that, he met a lot of people. And I didn't want to. Drinking scared the crap out of me. Um, not because anybody in my life had been an alcoholic. Uh, Grandpa was, but for different reasons. <laughs> sure. uh, he was in uh, Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> he told me he drove the general around. That's what he did. He never saw combat. Okay. <laughs> um, I doubt that highly. <laughs> he, saw, yeah. he saw some stuff for sure. <clears throat> so I went to college with a buddy. He got into the drinking, the partying scene. And, um, because of that, like I got into that scene too, you know, sure. uh, we met the guys from they design, they invited us to some events and we went to some events and, um, they liked us, uh, gave us, you know, bids. We were associates. Um, and then like they determined scroll order. They call it like the order that you're initiated in this determined by the education process that you go through. And I was like, I'm going to be the best here because I'm finally in a community. Yeah. You know, I want to be a part of this community. So yeah. that drove me to be the best. Right. So, uh, I became the, I, I was scrolled first and I was initiated first, which is a story by itself. Uh, I was never paddled. Okay. <laughs> I was never hazed. Oh, that's good. Go I'm through glad. that. I was I'm never hazed that. ever. Uh, we had a very good process in place. It was fine. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. But the story is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell it. Uh, maybe I'll tell you someday. <laughs> yeah. offline. Um, but so I became a part of this organization and um, my, <laughs> the first year I was there, I, I ran for vice president. Wow, I've, I've, one year you can do that? You, I, that's, oh, after that semester, year. That oh, semester, wow. that spring wow. semester I ran for vice president. I lost, but yeah, um, I wanted to to be like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, you know? you're showing your commitment. Um, and that was, that was, that was great. Um, and I started dating a girl, uh, another girl at the time. Uh, we dated all throughout college. I'll get to that because um, I think there's some really interesting parallels. Um, but again... At this point in my life, I was not going to church. So okay. we had, um, there was like a student involvement fair and the Lutheran church that was there had a booth. Uh, and I went to that booth and they kind of asked some questions about like when their services were or whatever. And they were just off of campus. It was really easy for me to get to. But I just never, I didn't like their, I recognize now that I didn't like their vibe. Okay. <laughs> if I it's not giving out good vibes. The, it was not. It was weird vibes. Weird vibes. Okay. So, I. Th it's very good that the faith is a part of our lives, right? And it's a very big part of our personalities. It's weird when it's your whole personality. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, There's, I know. What there you are mean. some people who are very on fire. Yeah. Praise God, but it's if but Catho being Catholic is their entire personality yeah it's sort of like obviously you want to identify primarily as a catholic right like that is 
faith should be the number one aspect of your life. Obviously, it should be a big aspect, but like, it's okay to have other interests in life as well. You know, right. like you, it, it's okay should, to be like, like I like sports. You know, like yeah. I like movies. You know, <laughs> God created us to do things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. Feel, I just didn't feel comfortable, and like there was no like I believe that God existed. I I still do. Right. I believe that God exists. Um, and through my formation, through the middle school, it was just kind of like, well, God loves you and God forgives you. And that's it. Like this, any of this other stuff is put on by the Catholic church and they are way too stringent and they're way too strict. And you don't have to do that stuff because you're already saved. Predestination is a thing. So I was like, yeah, wait, all right, whatever. All right, why, if why, I don't need to it's already on. determined, why would I do anything? I want to party on Saturday night. I'm not getting up on Sunday. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so I didn't go to church for four years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to church once when I was in school. Did you go and like, you visited family? Yeah. Middle? Okay. Yeah. 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 Christmas during... is the only time I yeah. ever went to service because who cares? It doesn't matter. Right. Right. If you, I mean, if it's everything's determined, why would you like? Well, it's just like it? a, there's no, there was no teaching on like go to church on Sunday. Like it's a good thing to do, but you don't have to. It's wild. At least no one told me that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was good to go, but like no one ever, to, never ever told me. Mike, it was weird because my dad was so strict when I was in school, when I was in high school, and even the second I turned eighteen. He wasn't anymore. Hmm. Like he didn't tell me to do stuff anymore, which I got respect to a point. But because of that, like he never forced me to go to church. He never told me when I was in college to go to church. And I was working at that point. So like I was typically working on a Sunday. So it wasn't really an option to go. But when I left, like he didn't tell me I should go to church. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, no one's telling you to go. Why would you go? Right. Yeah, and I just didn't find I didn't find that community inviting yeah. in any way, shape, or form. There was a guy who also asked the first day we were the second day we were there, it came by and he was walking around the, the hallways and told us he was doing a Bible study. I think I've told the story before. Um, I don't know. He said he was doing a Bible study upstairs in his in his room in the on the third floor. And I was like, Oh, cool, man. No intention of going. I'm really interested to see you know, I really interesting to see if being a part of that would have changed my life at all. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder, uh, I'm assuming it wasn't a Catholic Bible study. I don't know. Yeah. Never knew. Never know. No, never know. I'll never know. <laughs> no other guy's name? I Nope. No, okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just guy uh, that came through the hallway. <laughs> so, so there was that. And then, um, another interesting thing happened. So when I was a, uh, junior, um, my girlfriend at the time, her uncle passed. Mm. So we went to the funeral and, um, she was crying a bunch, which, you know, obviously, you know, yeah, it's, it's fine. Sad. Yeah. Sad it's moment. Yeah. And she said to me that she didn't know what was going to happen when she died. Mm. And yeah. we were driving back to point and she made a comment. She only ever made it once. And we were driving past her church, and she's like, we should go to church sometime. Mm. I was like, okay. Yeah. But we never did. And I look back at these events, right, these events that I mentioned. 
<laughs> and I know that like my grandparents were praying for us. I know that my parents were probably praying for us. Were these invitations as a result of the prayers from God mm. that I never took? It's an interesting reflection back. Right? It, 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 how different my life could be. Right. Because the church we drove past was the Catholic Church. Was it? Okay. Wow. St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Okay. In, hey, in Stevens Point. Wow. I mean, you know, I we've talked about this, how a lot of times the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways and works through people. Mm-hmm. And was it an invitation? Possibly. Possibly. Right? Possibly. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to name this episode scatterbrained because <laughs> all I'm all over the place. No, nah, you're good. You're good. You think like knowing that we were going to do this episode for over a year now, <laughs> I would have like organized my thoughts. I don't think it's that unorganized though. I don't know. I don't I, think it's that scatterbrained because maybe it is. I think it's, you're tying in, you're, you're going through life, but you're also tying in the faith aspects. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember you're doing that good. faith aspect. No, you're good. Because I'm trying to get through the crap to get to the, to the good. Good. Part. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so th- throughout college, like my studies went pretty well. I was doing quite well in math, so much so that I I considered momentarily to pursue a master's degree in mathematics and going to Texas for it. Um, but it was too much work, and I wanted to teach. So it was yeah. just like a, you know, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of money in teaching math. <laughs> Unless you like go f- like the computer route. If you had a master's, you could teach in college, though, right? You you could, but you'd still be teaching low level stuff. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, oh, if I want to, if I want to teach in college, I want to teach number theory. I want to teach. Yeah. Um, you want to teach the fun math. stuff. I want to teach yeah. the good stuff, not yeah. the boring stuff. To <laughs> kids that are taking remedial classes, you know, jokes on me. Uh, that's what I ended up doing <laughs> just at a lower level teaching middle school <laughs> and high school <laughs> um, so it, my classes went well I would, I tutored in the math room I worked as an archive assistant in the library uh, which was really cool because I got to see a lot of history stuff a lot of old Stevens Point stuff I got to learn a lot about the history of Stevens Point I got to see really old newspapers it was a blast Loved working there. That sounds like a cool job. Because I got I got to scratch my history itch, yeah, you know, without really having to pursue it as a career, <laughs> right? Um, I was a I was a Greek life coordinator, a student Greek life coordinator. Um, I got fired from that job. <laughs> it was just, I wasn't very good at it. It's all good because <laughs> it was all like communication <laughs> stuff. I didn't want to oh, talk yeah. to any of you losers. <laughs> um, and then, uh, interesting, it's interestingly enough. Uh, so I ran for vice president <clears throat> for the fraternity two more times, lost both times. And then when one of my closer friends, uh, who I was, uh, who stood up at my wedding and I stood up at his wedding when he left, when he didn't like when he was stepped down from being president, um, he nominated me for president. Nice. And then. Like two of my other brothers, close friends of mine, one of them, very close friend of mine, was also nominated. I was like, "Oh shoot, okay, uh, yeah, I'll, I all right, I'll run for president." And it, at that point, I was pretty much a lock to get vice president. Yeah, because I was the most senior, I knew the most, I had done the most, clear cut. End up winning president. Nice. So 
I failed being vice president. I ended up just skipping it and going to president. There you go, man. <laughs> and I was president for two years. I re-ran, ran again and won again. Um, again, a humble brag, but like it, just trying to get across how de- I was very devoted to this organization. And it was where I really put in community time. I put a lot of time working with those guys. We had the highest GPA of fraternities when I was there. We had the best service when I was there. Our The house that most of the guys lived in did not get swatted for marijuana. That's always good. Yeah, um, that's always good. There was another house, Talcab Epsilon, TKE, that that got raided. Uh, oh, my. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, They nice. got SWAT guys in there at 6 oh. in the morning after a party. Oh, good. And found stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so things were things were just really well while I while I was there. Uh, I did I made a lot of rough decisions that people didn't like, but the chapter's still there because of the decisions that I made. I made a lot of stuff. Dry events. You can't post about this stuff. You can never have alcohol on it because the school will come after you. Right. Um, for alcohol. It wasn't like we weren't partying, but like you have to be smart about it. You right. Know? So. I tell I tell the I tell that and talk about how successful that we were uh, again to really get across the idea that like the fraternity and and this girl were that was my life when mm-hmm. I was at school when I was at Point my studies were fine because again math comes easy to me I'm a I was a good teacher I knew what was going on secondary education was kind of like a eh, whatever. Stevens Point really leaned into elementary. So a lot of our, even our secondary classes were geared towards elementary, right? Yeah. So they were quite easy for us. We had a small core of math teachers. We all worked very well together. It was very simple. Um, so when I graduated, year before I graduated, um, my girlfriend at the time, was not ready to move on to the next chapter of her life. Okay. Okay. She, um, I think she was, I think she was more of a f- afraid, like she didn't really know what to do. It's kind of some like that decision paralysis. She had a degree in biology, a degree in natural sciences. Like she wanted to work with animals, but I guess just didn't know where to, what to do. Confusing time for people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and like mo- more more often than not, like Stevens Point's a, the best school in the state for natural resources. Because of that, the market in Wisconsin is saturated for natural resources. Sure. DNR saturated is difficult to get a job in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to go somewhere else. So you have to leave the area. That's terrifying, right? It's terrifying if you've lived in only one state your entire life. It can be, yeah, for sure. So because you didn't want to leave... Um, she got in a different group of friends. She started doing drugs, um, not hard drugs, but like soft drugs. You know what I'm saying? She was taking things that weren't prescribed to her. Sure. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, and she didn't want to be with me anymore. When we broke up, it was in November of my senior year. So I was just about to start student teaching. Uh, I, and we were living together at the time in this uh, three bedroom apartment with a buddy of mine. Uh, and he had basically moved in with his girlfriend. 
So it was just her and I in the apartment. And she didn't want to leave after we broke up. Oh. And then she started dating someone else. Oh. Oh. (laughs) All right. So. A little uncomfortable. I was, John, I'm not kidding you. I was so angry all the time. Yeah. Because I, I, she would mostly go to his house. Right. A lot. But I knew her schedule, right, when she worked. Because she, she had graduated at that point. So she was working full-time at Petco. Okay. Uh, and I, I would leave my house. And I knew I couldn't go back to my home until after 9.30 at night. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think I would either. And I didn't have a car. And the buses didn't run past that time. So I had to either ride my bike or it was winter. I had to walk. Oh. We lived a mile and a half away from campus at that point. Oh. So I, John, <laughs> I was so angry all the time. And I was so alone all the time. And in a, in a, in a moment of what I can only understand as the smartest thing I ever did in my life, when we broke up, I moved all of my alcohol to the basement and locked it up. Because I knew that I would drink, yeah, and I didn't. I didn't want to. I yeah. didn't want that to be a part of my life, right? You know, and I didn't think it was worth it. And that, <laughs> and that there, there's a parallel here. So she broke up with me, and I was so shook to my core. And she moved on so quickly that I realized that what had been done to me, I had done to this high school girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Four years earlier, yeah, comes around. It, it, it yeah, I, I think it's, I think it yeah. came around, and, yeah. um, I, and again, I couldn't like. I recognized what had happened to me, and I recognized that like this, this, this pain that was, yeah, I never felt this pain before. You know, if you've had your heart broken, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> I. I just didn't know what to do with myself because all of a sudden I recognized that in a couple of months, both of the connections that I had, the deepest connections that I had to the school, this girl and the fraternity gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you have no connection and all of a sudden I'm alone again with no community. So, uh, and I, <laughs> and I talk about like, uh, you know, I, again, you, you think, you know, you go through the whole, when you get your heart broken, like, I'm not good enough. Like what I do wrong, like trying to get closure you never get closure. Um, and you've got to see someone move on and you're like, what is this dimwit have that I don't like this guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah. Like and you don't look, you don't look inward. Right. Right. So I, uh, while I was student teaching, I, I looked for jobs, uh, I found, uh, I had two interviews. I had one in Independence, Wisconsin. Ever heard of it? Probably not. It's 40 minutes uh, away from Eau Claire. A uh, very small town. Uh, all the grades, kindergarten, 12th grade, are in one school. Uh, they loved me. They offered me the job on my drive home. Uh, and I I said uh, that I wanted to wait because I was still waiting for word from... The other interview that I had at Green Bay, Green yeah. Bay East High School, East Green Bay High School in Green Bay. Good, 
good city, good town, close to home, you know? Right. Um, a lot closer and, than Eau Claire or slash Independence, I should say. Right. Uh, so I told the I told the principal in, in Independence to give me a week, and I would call him. Well, so I told him that on Tuesday. Monday night rolls around. Still had a nerve from Green Bay. Oh, man. And I had yeah. gotten the idea that they really liked me in, in Green Bay, that they really wanted to hire me. I'd, I'd send a thank you email to the principal, and she said, hey, we'd love to have you on the staff. Like, it's in HR's hands. Um, you know, we just kind of have to wait. I'm like, okay. Well, it's Monday night. I'm talking to my mom. I'm talking to my dad on the phone. I'm like, hey, um, I told this guy in Independence that I was going to call him on Tuesday, but I don't want to tell him that I'm going to take the job. And then Green Bay calls me and I've got to call him back and say, you know, I took this other job. I don't want to be a jack wagon. He's like, you know what? Sometimes you got to do that stuff. <laughs> um, and then I called my mom and kind of told her what the situation was. And she's like, you know, you just got to just got to wait and hopefully it, it all works out. So I got the phone with my mom. 730 at night, Monday night in summer. It's June. Uh, May it's late May. Uh, I got a call from Green Bay. Seven thirty night Monday. Seven thirty night. Seven thirty night. <laughs> uh, Tina from <laughs> from uh, Green Bay Area Public yeah. Schools gives me a call and she offers me a job. There you go. So I was like, hey, yeah, 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 I'll take, take it. it. And it sure. was for like five thousand dollars more than the defense was gonna pay me. I'm like, hell yeah. So like, I took the job. I called my mom back at me. I'm like, hey, guess what? It is gone. And then I had to call Independence and uh, tell him that I took the other job. And I felt so bad because he, he felt so disappointed. Oh, uh, man. You can like, feel that disappointment on the phone. You, yeah. Uh. And I was just like, I, like, I really, I think I would have loved it there. Yeah. I, for sure. Yeah. Small town. Conservative. Yeah, you would have done uh, well. Instead of Fair. liberal. Green Bay. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the only thing. but <laughs> um, So I moved to um, Green Bay. And again, um I still wasn't going to church, right? So I, I still had the faith, sure, yeah. I still wasn't going to church, still wasn't going to church. I had met another girl. Uh, yeah, I met a, I met another girl towards the end of uh, my time in Stevens Point. She lived in Wausau. Um, so we were together for some time. Um, but again, the disordered idea of what this is, you know. Uh, so I broke up with her. A couple months after, six months after, just because I didn't feel a connection, which was odd because I thought we were doing the things that we had to do to have connection, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like I was, you know, whatever. So uh, that was really hard for me to do because <laughs> I was like, I remember now what I had done to another another girl and what another girl had done to me. Yeah. Right? So... Uh, it was terrifying to me to have to break up with this girl because she was really nice. And it was just, you know, she had been through a lot of, a lot of crap in her life. Um, she was getting her stuff together, but like, I'm like, girl, you live like two hours away. I, yeah, it's I right. can't do this. This, yeah. is, this is awful for me. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't drive. Oh, because of a, a arrest, oh, <laughs> a prior okay. arrest. If you, sure. you know, pick it up what I'm putting down. Yeah. So like, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Pretty hard. So like, I had to like, schedules. I had to, I downloaded a a like quest app. It was like a, you could put tasks and get experience to like level up your character. It was the only thing I ever used that app for. It was like break up with this girl. <laughs> that was my only task. I'm like, I got to do it. Um, 
so again, like it was just that, that like semblance of, I'm trying to figure out what, what does a relationship look like in my life? Yeah. When, you know, I thought that I was doing all the things necessary to find love. Right. And I remember, uh, after my first year of teaching, I started teaching summer school because it was good money. It was only half a day and you, the kids just did their own thing. So yeah, I'd, I'd come in at eight, I'd screw around, I'd play chess on my phone, just hang out. If the kids had questions, I'd answer them. And then I'd go home at noon. It was good money. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> while I was doing that, I was kind of getting into the online dating scene because this was 2016. So it was starting to, course, yeah. starting to become a thing, right? Yeah. Kind of so, off a little bit. Uh, we're, I was using Plenty of Fish, which I don't even know if it's around anymore. I don't know. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like a couple of these like chats that you have with these girls, they don't go anywhere. You know, you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> there's not really a lot of good stuff going yeah. on. And I remember uh, I was sitting there and I just kind of like, there was this, there was a scene that played in my mind from the show, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Great show. Good show. Good where, show, yeah. where, uh, Ted is hanging out with Stella uh, after she had already like married Tony again or whatever. Uh, and she had mentioned like, Hey, Ted, you don't like, she's coming as fast as she can. You just have to wait. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that I'm like, you know what? I think that's the case. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I didn't use, app for a while because i was just like kind of beat up on it i'm like you know what if she's gonna come she's gonna come you don't want to torture yourself either yeah you, know, you don't wanna, yeah you, you don't want to torture yourself you don't want to get too fa- invested too fast and then all of a sudden it's like well, why is it going anywhere and it's yeah. just sort of like you pace yourself kind of yeah thing. so yeah. like I, I would open the random like email that i would sometimes get you would log on kind of whatever and it would only show you online or like active or whatever if you would have been on if you had been active in the past two weeks it's a free website so who cares um, so I just like open an email and I was kind of like, yeah, it's not, nothing's really here. Um, so I close it. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> we can have later. Okay. I get a message from an Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I think was her, her username. Nice. Um, and she, she sent me a message and I opened it. I'm like, Oh, nice. Got a message. Cool. Um, and I opened the message and I read it. I don't really remember what it was. I think she talked about like liking board games and she thought my cat was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you have a cute cat. I do have a cute cat. <laughs> and I was like, I was looking through her pictures. I'm like, damn, this girl's hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. I'll hang out with this girl. And like, she asked me, she, she asked me on a date, like the second oh. day after we were really talking, she's like, oh. I'm going to be in Green Bay. Do you want to get some coffee? Nice. I'm like, yeah, sure. John, I've never been more nervous for something in my entire life. I got <laughs> hair pro- hair product, the same hair product that I still use today. Ooh, nice. It's the first time I styled my hair. I put on a nice <laughs> shirt. We went to Carvana, which oh, yeah. is in Green Bay and the, and the Main Street there, but uh, I forget what it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and I remember, you got spiffy. Yeah, and I remember just like feeling terrified, but also like, you know, I was like, oh, wow, is that actually going on a date? It's a good feeling, though. It's a good feeling. Um, so we met at the at Carvana, and we were there for four hours. Yeah. 
kind of like your your first date with Laura was very was a long, very long time. time, long time. And I remember, uh, <laughs> we never, I don't remember anything we talked about. I remember asking her my snail question, which is a great question. Yeah, yeah if question. there if there was a snail, um, you get so you get ten million dollars, and immortality or whatever, and but the only caveat is that there's always there's a snail that's always <laughs> coming after you, and if the snail touches you, you die. Yeah, would you take the money? <laughs> <laughs> ten million dollars is it one time payment? Ten million dollars. Yeah, ten million dollars. I think I've I think I've answered this for you because you've asked me this before. Uh, I feel like I said yes. And then I would just like move really, really far away, because like yeah, we had like, ten million. I think we did the. Florida, I think right? we did the math once. And you have to move like every seven years or whatever. Yeah, like, and you don't even have to move that far. I think. I think we. I think when we did the math, it was you moved across the ocean, so you went to Europe. Yeah. You so I would just like every seven years, if I have ten million dollars, I mean. Yeah, you, you can still have a job. Yeah, you invest it well. Do it well. So every seven years, I just move. You know, to Europe or something. So I remember that. That's the only thing we. That's the only thing I remember. Us talking about. <laughs> Four hours is the only thing I remember. Um, I remember I got home. I called my mom. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I just had this amazing date with this girl," um, and she and uh, we were Elizabeth. Like asked, "This is my wife, by the way." <laughs> um, if you didn't get the Elizabeth, yeah, I think, my yeah, wife I is Elizabeth. This is my future wife. Yeah. Um, so we'd set up, we went on a date, uh, going bowling the next day. So we went to go get sushi, which I don't know why she said that. She hates sushi. Really? <laughs> she hates sushi. She suge- she I don't remember who suggested okay. it. It was probably me. Okay. But she didn't want to be mean. So, <laughs> uh, sure. so we go on that date. I bought a new pair of khaki pants. It didn't wow. take off the sticker. Oh. So she noticed it halfway through the date that I still had the size <laughs> sticker on my pants. It's amazing though. Uh, it is amazing. I'm That's like, pretty great. Oh no, she didn't even mention. I mentioned it. Oh, half of the other day, I'm like, oh my gosh, the size sticker is still on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you mention that? Just take it off, and not even do it. Uh, and then we went bowling, and then um, yeah, it, it, and then kind of from there, like she mentioned, like, hey, I'm Catholic. Um, these are the boundaries that I have. I think sex is reserved for marriage. That's very important to me. Uh, and for John, <laughs> I am 25 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. For seven years, for the four relationships that I was in, that was not the case. Right. <laughs> yeah. And for no reason uh, in my life, I was like, yeah, I could do that. You're like, All right. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> sure. yeah, I can, I can do yeah. that. Did it just come out? Yeah. Yeah. We are texting. Okay. Uh, Cause she, she actually got a stupid bill okay. <laughs> for that with the kids. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I can, I think I, I can do that. If that's important to you, I can do that. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, but, but it was good that she had boundaries and she, she put up, she had hard boundaries and it was upfront immediately. It was like, if you, if this relationship is going to continue, this is the case. Yeah. Um, which was good. Yeah. Because it was a, it, now you're dating for a purpose. Fine. Yeah. Finally like, dating for a purpose. This is a, yeah. this is a purpose. This is a, like this is either going to be marriage or it's not like, this is the case. Yeah. So, um, so we, we, we started dating, um, 
see each other, try to see each other maybe a week, a couple times a week, maybe once a week. And it was hard, obviously, because she lived in Manitowoc and I was in Green Bay. Um, and w- one day, like we're, we were together on a, on a Sunday. So she was like, well, I need to, I'm going to go to mass. I have to go to mass. This is what I'm going to do. You're more than welcome to come with me. I got tricked, John. <laughs> <laughs> that dang invitation, I man. I got the invitation, John. <laughs> and it wasn't an invitation I felt I could say no to. <laughs> so tricked. we went to uh, Ascension, which is in, uh, I think it's in Bellevue. Um, that was the first mass I had been to in 17 years. Since you were eight, right? Since I was eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, yeah, this is, I at, at this point in my life, zero, zero reason to become Catholic in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I believe this stuff. I totally on board with this stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, right on. Yeah, cool beans. Um, and then when I move, I'm kind of skip around. We're almost at two hours. I just want to make sure that I get <laughs> through the stuff. Yeah. Um, so we 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 dated through that next year. Uh, and I moved from Bellevue to Ashwaubenon, um, right down the street from the beauty that is Lambeau Field. Nice. Uh, nice. In a, in a studio apartment, um, that had an upstairs that was like what it was like open concept. So oh, it was okay. like the so first floor was nice like studio. the living room that goes directly into the, the kitchen. And then there was a basement and then it was upstairs loft loft. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. That's pretty um, nice. Super sick. Yeah, super sick. Like a super Great place sick to live. Place. Yeah. Super sick. Um, and I remember, so we started, Elizabeth and I started dating in July. Uh, in This is in January. So I'm in my second year teaching. Yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm in my second year teaching. Um, and I'm upstairs playing video games, playing Hyper Light Drifter. It's a great, it's a phenomenal <laughs> game. It's a phenomenal game. Check it out. Uh, and Elizabeth, I, and we had been chatting a little bit about, about faith and I'm like, you know, wh- what is this, what is this about? Cause I, I remember I asked her, um, if you could ask God one question, he, he's going to tell you the truth. I mean, he's God. What would you ask him? Mm. And she said, am I going to heaven? And if not, what do I need to do to go to heaven? And I thought that was such an odd question. Because in my mind, I'm like, what do you mean? You believe in God, aren't you going? <laughs> that's, that's, I know where I'm going. Right. You know, like this naive Protestant idea, right? <laughs> uh, maybe I, I'm not trying to disparage our no, brothers yeah. and sisters, but like this, this was my idea for well, my your, Protestant yeah. upbringing is I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. So Why wouldn't I go to heaven? Right? right. Yeah. So I remember sitting with that idea and thinking, huh interesting so we kept going to mass together um and it was just like i there was a community here albeit small but a young adult community here and elizabeth was just so joyful all the time she still is (laughs) (laughs) granted she's married to me but she still is (laughs) and i was just like i want that what is this about yeah. What is this? What is this Catholic? Game? I used to be Catholic. What's it about? What am I missing here? And so she gave me a couple books and uh, some like 
old catechesis textbooks, like nothing interesting. <laughs> um, but I was starting to, I was starting to, to, to listen to stuff and I found the greatness that is Father Mike Schmitz. Mm. Stop. Listen to the Bible here. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so I, I, like I said, so I'm upstairs, I'm in my bedroom, sitting on the edge of my bed, playing Hyperlight Drifter. And I'm listening to talks on, I'm listening to stuff on YouTube. And I find Father Mike Schmitz, Seek 20, 2015, The Hour That Will Change Your Life. Mm. Stop. Listen to listen, that. I'm not kidding. Listen to <laughs> the talk. And I'm sitting there and I <laughs> I have the game paused because he's he's talking about this. And I think I've told the story of the podcast. This little girl in China who while communism, I think it was while communism was taking over and there was a tabernacle strewn on the street and there were hosts, consecrated hosts all along the street. And this little girl every day, because she was taught to only take communion once and take it on the tongue. Every day she would go, she would run out to the area under the cover of night, would bend down to the ground and would receive a host and would run away. And the last, the last host, she was caught and executed. Mm. Oh man! And there was there was a priest who was watching because he was under house arrest, <sighs> and he watched as the the soldiers beat her to death oh, my for consuming the Eucharist. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, I'm like, what the heck yeah. is this about? That someone would die for this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Um, and Father Mike Schmitz talks about John chapter six and um, the bread of life discourse, which I owe my life to. Uh, I remember looking, listening to it, and going to my, going to a Bible because I was given a Bible. <laughs> uh, going to that, going to that chapter and reading through Jesus's teaching on the on the bread of life, and I'm like, if this is true, I have to be Catholic. If this is the truth, this is it. This yeah. is it. And I believe that Jesus is telling the truth, clearly, because he's God and it's <laughs> against his nature to not. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so if Jesus is telling the truth, which he is, then I need the Eucharist. And the only time you can find the only place you can find the Eucharist is in a Catholic church. Yeah. And the next day I emailed Nativity of Our Lord about our say. Is that up in Green Bay? There's a great bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. right down the street. Um, it's, it's just off of South Anida. Okay. Um, right by the Target. I don't know a ton of. Oh, uh, I know. Sure. I know a few. South Anida is the, the one of the main drags yeah. where like you can access um, a bunch of restaurants, the sure. mall, the New Hybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know the area. I just don't know all the Catholic oh, churches in Green Bay. I yeah, know a few. I know the, a handful. Yeah. Nativity of Our Lord. Yeah, there's quite um, a few up there. So, so I emailed um, them. And this was in January. Oh yeah. Like. People get confirmed to the Easter vigil. <laughs> it's in like three months, um, probably. <laughs> so I didn't get a response the first time. So I emailed again. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Here's where we're going to meet. This is the time. So I went to RCA. <clears throat> um, January 1st was New Year's Day um, that I went to start RCA at, at Nativity of Our Lord. And um, I was I was doing it with one other guy. His name is Adam. Uh, please pray for Adam. <laughs> uh, and I, I, 
think his girlfriend and his, I think daughter, his okay. daughter. I don't know. Okay. Um, and we were watching the, the Cymbalon series, uh, Dr. Edward Tree. Phenomenal series. Yeah. But um, Elizabeth and I have been talking about faith at this point for seven months. So six, seven months. So I knew a lot of this already. And I had been previously Catholic. So uh, I knew most of the stuff. Um, so a lot of it wasn't like when I had questions, I could just go to Elizabeth, which is great. Right. So our relationship got better because of that. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember uh, we were at the point and it was being taught by one of the deacon candidates, which I don't know when he becomes a deacon. It's a couple of years yet, maybe one or two, because he was uh, going to be a, a, a permanent deacon. Um, I remember getting to the the video on reconciliation. Mm. Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> I didn't really give much thought to it because um, I wasn't under the pain. I wasn't under the 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 requirements for mortal sin. Um, because I didn't know yeah. what mortal sin was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not, I wasn't under the, the thing. Um, so I didn't really think anything of it. When I was getting closer to confirmation, uh, the Easter vigil, Elizabeth turned to me and she's like, Hey, before you get confirmed, you should probably go to confession. I was like, what? <laughs> you should probably go to confession. Cause she, I mean, she knows, you know, what my past was like and she's, been great and she's never pride she's gonna learn more from the podcast than i've ever we've ever had to discuss because um, she understood that like you had a life before this you have a life now after this right is that yeah. great um which is a very, <laughs> a very forgiving that's a very merciful thing to do um that's not true she knows more than the podcast <laughs> but uh so i was like oh okay I can go to confession, man. That's fine, dude. You know? So I go to Wikipedia. And I'm like, oh, I'll learn about how to go to confession. And that's like, oh, you such, gotta... Such you, a dude thing to you do. Gotta, go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like... So I went to Wikipedia. It, as every fine. dude so it's, does. It's like... Uh, <laughs> and I, I had a little handouts or whatever from RCA yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, oh, when you go to confession, you have to confess all your mortal sins. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> So I look at the list of mortal sins. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I need to go now. <laughs> I, I, crap. <laughs> I have 17 years of debauchery. <laughs> uh, and I look at them. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a bad person. <laughs> uh, and I, I think, I think the confession story is it, this experience. I mean, this is a great experience. So I was like, oh, I'll go to confession Wednesday night um, at the cathedral. They yeah. have adoration and confession on Wednesdays. Or at least they did. Uh, they did before COVID. I, I think they, they still do. I think they still do. They still do. Um, so that would sometimes be our little date night. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth and I would have. I would go to adoration from East, which is right where the school I worked at. It was right down the street. So I would drive down um, Walnut Street. And I would turn. I would go to the go to um, adoration. Then we get tacos at vintage cantina. Nice. <laughs> uh, just right downtown. So 
they had con- they had confession at the same at and going on um, six o'clock uh, that time. So it had, uh, so I was thinking about this for two weeks because uh, I knew what I had to confess. But obviously, like with with how much like stain is on your soul at that point, like the devil's gonna lose out on a big com- like a big commitment he's made, you know, seventeen years of sin you know, is, is good job of him, you know? Um, and me, like, obviously I'm at fault <laughs> for, for sinning, but like right. yeah. the, the amount of times I almost chickened out and didn't go because mm. I, you know, you get mm. all the crap, like you aren't good enough to be Elizabeth's boyfriend because she's so, she's holy and you're not, look at all this garbage you've done. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to go to the, the priest is going to laugh you out of the confessional and say, you're, you can't be forgiven. This is too much. You no, get out of my confessional. You cannot be Catholic. Get out of my face. Um, you know, a bunch of lies, right? Yeah. And I remember I was about to go and I was standing in my apartment in front of my front door. Uh, Rupert's upstairs. <laughs> uh, he's upstairs at least. I was in front of my front door and I'm like, I, I can't get my body to move because I'm, I'm paralyzed by fear. Uh, and I remember I'm just sitting, I'm looking at my front door and I'm like, I can't move. Mm. And then I'm in my car. <laughs> like <laughs> that. I don't know what happened. Praise God. <laughs> I, I'm in my car now. Yeah. Um, and went to confession. Um, I think the worst part of confession is staying in line. Yeah. And, and I don't get it so much now because it's not like I'm like we, everyone like we should always go to confession. Like confession is <laughs> the best thing in the world, but it's not like I'm like, Oh, I need to go to confession. Like I need to go to confession. Like I need to, you know what I mean? Um, there's nothing I'm really terrified to tell the priest about, you know? Right. Yeah. But then I was right. Well, yeah. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah. 17 years of, <laughs> Not a lot good decisions. Up. Yeah. <laughs> not good decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were four people ahead of me in line. Uh and I remember like just getting more terrified, more terrified, more terrified. And thank the Lord <laughs> that the only confessionals they have at the cathedral are behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um because I might have died. <laughs> I might have died from from anxiety had it been face to face. Um so I go in the confessional and I'm like, bless me, Father, I've sinned. It's been 17 years since my last confession. As I'm saying 17 years, like I can feel it coming off of my mouth. Like this is the thing, right? The priest is going to be terrified for. Um, So I'm like, Father, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I yeah. think he'd, he'd, he'd mentioned a, 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 he said a prayer, I don't remember. Um, All right, Father, I don't know what to do. Mm, he's mm. like and i was just just like wrongfully terrified for what was come the voice was coming over across the screen and i just i heard in the most tender voice just tell me what you want to tell me mm. i was like okay so i rattle off <laughs> you know <laughs> stuff and and every every sin i'm saying i'm like i'm waiting for the outburst i'm waiting for um, the audible gasp of like how scandalous you know mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the anger and I get done and I'm like 
for all these and my other sins, Father, I'm truly sorry. And then I forget something. Of course, the thing I forget was mortal, so I'm like, oh gosh, I have to say it. Um, and I'm just, I'm sitting there in the silence. The longest, two silences in my life that were the longest silences I've ever heard. One of them was, you, as you know, uh, the silence that every that you get after asking, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> <laughs> and this silence. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I was just waiting for the anger. And I was wait- <laughs> I'm okay. I was waiting for the judgment. The judgment. Yeah. And I just hear from the other side of the screen, today is a good day. Wow. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> just like I, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. Um, and he asked me some, he asked me some questions and um, they gave him some answers and, you know, he asked me about the, my parents' divorce and um I don't know if he was just trying to help me like understand maybe why I was making these decisions. I don't know, but in my head I'm like, there's no there's no right reason for any of this, mm-hmm. right? Um and w- when he gave me absolution it was uh I mean it was a literal wait. Yeah. I, and I I feel like I've been chasing that feeling ever since. The the like Sometimes when you go to absolution, like you can really feel better afterwards. Yeah, no, for but sure. But this, this feeling, John, I'm not kidding you. It, I literally felt weight off of me. Yeah. Um, he didn't remember. He, he just told me to be with our Lord as a penance. <laughs> um, and I walked out of the confession. I was, I was just so. I was obviously emotional, right? Because, you know, all of this crap that I had done for 17 years, all of the times that I rejected God and all of the times that I, you know, was awful to the, the women in my life by objectifying them via lust and, um, you know, all the anger outbursts that I had had in the past, um, when I was in college, like it all just was, gone yeah do you do you think in that sorry no go ahead do you think in that confessional after that confession you'd finally you know you you, on the podcast before you talked about the you know very simplest form of love you know Mm -hmm. of you know physical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you think walking out of that confessional you experienced the most extreme form of love yeah i i think so uh I mean, all the emotion had to have been it was, overwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I attribute some of that to, yeah. to the, obviously the emotion and yeah. what your brain goes through and all our, the body chemistry that we have that God lovingly put there for us, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just finally felt okay. Yeah. I just, I finally felt like, all right, it's much better now. Um, and that, not that I didn't feel good. I mean, I I was dating Elizabeth yet where like I really, you know, I, things were going very well and I was very happy. I was mm-hmm. becoming Catholic. That this was great. But you feel good, but then like you feel good. Yeah. You know, you Not realize how yeah. bad you still felt. Um, 
and and from that point on well interestingly enough another point of of grace that i had when i was researching via wikipedia the <laughs> greatest source for catholic theology uh the list of mortal sins when i saw pornography and masturbation on there i quit cold turkey yeah i, I was so terrified of, because I knew what mortal sin was now, right? <laughs> and I was terrified of losing that connection that I had with God. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a by God's grace. It's not a sin that I've fell into again. Yeah. Now, I'm tempted a lot. That's a that's definitely a scar that's on my heart, on my soul for sure. And the devil knows that that's my weakest spot. Well, once here. Once you're an addict, you're an addict. Right. You know, so I, like I know, I know that like, you know, you get the feeling of like, it'll be so easy right now to just, you know, hey man, this would be really yeah, easy. Yeah, whatever. Real One fast. time, right? You, you know? can get, you can okay. get forgiveness. Right. That's yeah. a, which is a crappy way to live life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I knew, I'm like, I know that if I ever go back, things will fall apart in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, porn is like one of the major killers of marriages. Right. I'm not jeopardizing my marriage. No. For this bull, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean that that was that was interesting. It was just like another spot of major grace that that God gave me to do it in that moment. Like, okay, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And I also didn't want to disappoint Elizabeth in any way, shape, or form. I because I knew she'd dump me <laughs> if that was the case. You know. Um. So after that, like I finished RCA and I was confirmed. I was um, now trying to make up for 17 years of lost faith and everything that I missed out in the church. And I felt like I'm just playing catch up now to like learn as much as I can about the faith and to fall more and more in love with the faith. And um, when, uh, when I really started learning more about what marriage was and um, what love was yeah. and the sacraments and the Eucharist and the saints and all of the tradition in the church, which is why I love the Latin rite so much. Um, not that I am going to be a rad trad all of a sudden, <laughs> but tradition going back to my, my love of history. Like yeah. the reason I love um, ancient cultures and mythology um which i recognize as all being fake right well right yeah um there's still an appreciation there, there's some of the there's some aspects. semblance of yeah. truth right there's some yeah. sort some like lurking looking for the truth in mythology and we can respect that idea it's know? finding truth in the wrong spots right but right. It's, it's looking for truth in the wrong spot but it's interesting stories yeah so but I it's also it. too like a respect of like um uh, the consistency or like the how um, persistent and um, I'm looking for a word here. Sorry. Uh, ritual. Yeah, yeah. Like ritual, um, which, you know, could be taken in a lot of different ways. But I think yeah, that there's the ri ritual just being something that you yeah. habitually do. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is why I love I, I fell in love so much with Japan and Japanese culture and yeah. um, the golden era of Japan. Right um, during the Edo period and the Tokugawa period, the age of the samurais. Um, not like that. I'm like really into samurais. Like their life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're sitting there, be like, oh, I want to 
take the way of the Bushido, the no, way of the samurai. Their life sucks. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not want that. <laughs> they were under a lot of rules and did not make money. Right. <laughs> that was an awful life to live. Uh, and hey, guess what? If you screw up, you don't just get to be like, oh, got to do better next time. No, you killed yourself. Supaku. Yeah. If you dishonored your master or whatever, you they killed you or for, you you they forced you to kill yourself. <laughs> oh, there you go. You Not a life that. I want to live. You don't want that. No. Um, for sure. <laughs> but the reason I I fell so much I l- had such an adoration for that culture is that there's so much order and chaos, and there's very interesting ritual yeah. around Shintoism, um, which I acknowledge is false, right? Obviously, because well, it's right. not real. But yeah. uh, you, we can acknowledge, I think, as Catholics, like ritual in other places, and then searching for God in in places. Um. So, like, I fell in love with the, I fell more in love with Catholic tradition, especially the Trinitine Rite, uh, because of all the ritual, mm-hmm. because of the tradition because of the traditions that we have in the church, um, the unbroken, you know, line that we have from St. Peter all the way to Pope Francis. Yeah. Um, so, so which cool. is not a red trade idea because yeah, right. <laughs> I like Pope Francis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I think that that drew me closer to, and was a positive for sure. Yeah. Um, and as I as I figured more of that out, and um, I've told the story too. Like I'm like, oh, you know, as I learn more about vocations, I should probably figure out my, what my vocation is. <laughs> Gee, I hope it isn't priesthood, <laughs> 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 because like if I ask God, hey God, do you want me to be a priest? And He says, yeah. Now I have to break up with this girl whom I love dearly. <laughs> Crap. That's not a, the answer I, I was looking I, for, Lord. I don't want to ask God because I don't want the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid what the answer yeah. is. And thankfully, he's like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. dude. God, I, stay, I got other plans. Please stay away. Plans, yeah. <laughs> don't go to seminary. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Elizabeth, I got, Elizabeth and I got engaged. Um, we got married. By the grace of God, I moved to Manitowoc because uh, we didn't live together before because um, we were a good Catholic boy and girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I lived in Manitowoc. I moved from Green Bay East to Two Rivers. I taught in Two Rivers for a couple of years, um, three years, and then COVID. Yeah. Uh, and COVID kind of ruined the public school system. I kind of gave some of my ideas last week when we talked to um, the Queen Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I left, uh, teaching to pursue a job closer to mathematics. So I started working for Schneider Logistics. Uh, Julia, who we've had in the podcast, helped me get that job. Um, we were doing that now for a couple of years, yeah. uh, working from home three times a week. Got a pretty chill job. Pretty cool dudes. Yeah. Hanging out. Pretty rad. But it just has given me a lot of time to, uh, continue to, to volunteer. Yeah. Uh, so now I volunteer for, um, I'm on the Edge Core team, which is our middle school faith formation program. I'm on the Life Teen Core team, which is our high school faith formation program. Uh, I was given the ability to do confirmation for three, four years, be a part of that team. Uh, thankfully, not anymore because it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm the sacristan for the 630 Mass. 
uh, I am the sacristan for the 630 Mass. <laughs> uh, if uh, I'm not on, no one is on, and they have to call. Uh, so if anyone's interested. Uh, Teresa, you know. <laughs> uh, and she's going to do her fourth Mass of the week. If anyone's interested in helping out, you know. Yeah. Uh, Cameron loves to do it, but, you know, sometimes. It's nice I do this. <laughs> I do this podcast. Uh, Pretty fun. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and I just, I finally have, granted, I don't see everyone in the community as much as I'd like, you know? Sure. I think that Elizabeth and I both desire the Benedict option very much. Um, the very close-knit Catholic community that is always together. Um, I don't know if that's possible in our day and age. I don't think that's possible. I think it's possible. I think you've got to make a lot of concessions to do it. But we're very blessed to have you and Laura are so close. You guys are in Manitowoc. Yeah. Um, Julia, we've had the podcast, and her fiance there in Manitowoc. Um, Brandon's in Manitowoc. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like our our closer friends are in, in Manitowoc. We don't just, I think we're just like, we wish we'd just see everybody more often, you know, but our lives are so busy. I understand. Um, you're expecting, which I'm, we're so excited about, um, that we can add another to our little community. And, um, Elizabeth and I are expecting. I know. I was about to say, are we going to talk about it? Yeah. It's <laughs> so exciting, man. So we, um, I was going to ask anything. So I was like, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I'm so excited. Yeah. We've made it probably pretty yeah. public at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're so awesome. Elizabeth's pregnant. Uh, we're doing June. Yeah. Um, well, we we didn't want, I think I've kind of alluded to it a little bit on the podcast. There's only two more things I want to talk about. This and something else. <clears throat> we had a miscarriage mm-hmm. in March on the feast day of St. Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, which breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. um, so we lost Jude then. Um, and that's the reason we didn't tell anybody until very, uh, Elizabeth's just finished her first trimester. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make sure that m- things were on the up and up. Um, that baby was doing well and their heartbeat is strong. And, uh, you can allude, you can understand this, but you know, the first time you see their face on an ultrasound, it's yeah, almost unreal. It's, uh, um, it's an emotion you can't really describe yeah. until you're in that moment of, wow, that's uh, part me and part my wife. Yeah. And, and it's, you, uh, there's only going to be one of you that, you know, like there's only going to be one of that person. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. We just want to make sure that everything was, was good before yeah. we started. Because when we lost Jude, it was, it was such a, I mean, it was very early on Elizabeth's pregnancy and, you know, Miscarriage is, is one of those things. It happens a lot more often than you think it does. Yeah. But when you're Catholic it's, and, we, and you, you know that life begins at conception. Yeah. We know that we lost a child. Yeah. Um, and I, it hurts that I can't even, I don't even know if it's my son or my daughter. Yeah. Uh, I think it's my daughter. I'm not sure. Uh, that was the feeling that I had. We feel, okay. we think boy this time, but I don't know. Whatever, I'll take. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take. <laughs> you get what you get. Either or, right? yeah. One of the two choices. I'll take it. Yeah, you get what you get. Um, yeah. So, uh, when we when we lost Jude and Elizabeth called me upstairs and she told me that she thinks she's 
having a miscarriage. Um, like I said, it was really, it was very early on in, in the pregnancy. Um, not much, you know, obviously there's not really anything you can do. There is nothing you can do. Right. Um, couldn't, wouldn't even be able to tell. I mean, you could tell, yeah. right? Obviously, cause there's some signs. Um, but I remember just breaking down I, and obviously you're going to, because you lost, you, we lost a child. Right. right. Um, and I remember just, I, we have a, we have a crucifix above our bed, um, that we set our vows over. Um, it's a Benedictine crucifix, um, it hangs over our bed, uh, over the, over the headboard. Um, and I remember sitting there in front of this crucifix and I'm at the, I'm at, it's, it's a, it's weird how like emotions go in circles because I'm sitting here broken because I just lost a child. We just lost a child. And I'm like, God, I, I don't know why this happened. And in my head, I want to so desperately be pissed off. Just, I desperately want to be pissed off. And I know that I want to direct that anger towards you. Yeah. And six years ago, I would have. Right. But there, there was, I knew that this isn't the plan. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It, it, death is not of God's plan. And I knew that he's crying the same as I am. right? Right. Right. And I knew that, I know that his heart broke just as much as ours did, if not more, mm-hmm. because he created them. Right. We just did. We were the, you know, we were a part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, <clears throat> and I have a lot of hope, you know, obviously in, in, in the resurrection and I know that I'm going to see them again <laughs> and yeah. what a, what a great day that's going to be. Yeah. Um, if by God's will, I'm allowed into heaven <laughs> because I know that they're in heaven. Yeah. That's one of those those things. It's like when our when our when our family members go and we lose somebody, we pray for their souls to be allowed in heaven. I don't have to do that with Jude because I know they're in heaven. Right. I know that's how that worked. But when we found out we were pregnant this time, it was just like a, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like praise God, like this is amazing. Um, we just wanted to make sure that that everything was good well, yeah, before we yeah. really you know yeah. because you never know. Well, right. You never know. Like I I won't. I won't feel comfortable until mm-hmm. they're here. And you've been through it. You've been through a loss before. Right. And, and it sticks with you. And every day would be worse. Right. If it happened yeah. again. Right. It would be worse. And so you want to be comfortable when you tell people. And, because and they're such. the, they're, <laughs> they're the size of an avocado. Right now. <laughs> an avocado. Sorry. <laughs> it's an, an avocado. Thanks. Yeah. So like I, I, I fear I, yeah. I fear losing them, uh, very much so. I yeah. fear them. I fear it more than anything in the world. Um, but I, I will feel comfortable <laughs> when they're here yes. <laughs> and I hear them yeah. cry. Uh, but we're very excited. Um, we're so stoked for you, man. <laughs> and you and Elizabeth, I mean, you know, we're so stoked. 
I'm yeah. I'm just so I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy. I was mentioning you off air, but we started getting baby clothes and baby things for Christmas. Uh, and I, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, this little onesie <laughs> says little baby curd on it. It's a cheese curd. Oh my god, <laughs> baby clothes is is adorable. It's the cutest thing. It's, I wish I could yeah. wear it. You know, uh, right, right, so comfy. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the so that 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 moment of wanting to be angry but recognizing that this isn't the time then and there's nothing there's stuff to be angry about but this direction of anger should just be in general like at the world you know at sin and death and not directed towards god um and so over christmas um we i we lost my grandma so uh i don't want to get in don't, I don't really have to get into it too much, but um, she had cancer, beat it, it came back. Um, she didn't want treatment this time. Uh, so she was on hospice and they moved her to a, a nursing home and she kind of went downhill pretty quick. Um, so they moved her into a nursing home in early December. My mom texted me on Thursday and said, hey, you know, your grandma probably doesn't have too long left. My mom's in Arizona. <laughs> Uh, but she was just here last week to see her and I set things in order. I think mm-hmm. my grandma knew uh, much earlier, much earlier than she let, let us know, I guess. Um, but she was able to have a conversation with her mom and, and my grandma, you know, my grandma, her mom. Um, and I think she got closure for that, but she wasn't able to be here. Mm-hmm. She's in Arizona. Her husband has cancer. So it's my mom. Pray for my mom. Pray yeah. for my mom, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she needs all the the hope and the grace in the world because she's really fighting on she's really struggling you know she's cancer sucks she needs, it's hard to watch too she needs and, hope she yeah. definitely needs hope um yeah so sure. uh so i was on vacation so elizabeth and i were able to go to to plymouth where my grandma was so we could see her last time um when i lost my grandpa a couple of years ago and he was in hospice it wasn't really close on my grandpa i mean he was the best i he loved us so much. He loves us so much. Um, but he, he wasn't really, he was lucid, but he wasn't out there. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, like he could recognize me and, you know, I, I was able to say, I never said goodbye. I didn't say goodbye. Like I hate saying goodbye um, for a reason I get to. Um, but I really couldn't, there really wasn't a lot of conversation there. You know, we saw my grandma because uh, they had just put her on morphine uh, that day, um, which you know, if you're on morphine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, and you're you know you're close to you're in hospice and there you're on morphine. It's yeah, it, yeah, you're getting there to be comfortable. Right, right. Um, so we went to see that her and she was definitely lucid. We had a conversation. Um, she mentioned how excited she was about the baby and mm. things that she wanted me to know about what she wanted and. Um, I knew that it was goodbye because I knew she wasn't, you know, she was weak and her voice was weak. And I knew that this was it. This, this is the last time I've seen my grandma. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, w- she was kind of, you know, talking about, you know, um, she, w- she felt bad that she'd never meet or see our, our baby. And, mm. you know, I, I just had this profound, like, yeah, you will. You'll yeah. see them, just not from here. 
Right. Um, And I remember uh, when, I don't know if we talked to Father Ben about this on a podcast, but I asked him once how hard it was to talk to people as they're dying. Because if you're giving last rites to somebody, they're obviously close to death. And he said, you know, it's not hard because you know what happens next and you believe it and you speak as you believe it and it gives that person hope. Um, And I recognize like this sucks. Like I really wish because my grandma was a travel agent. She's been all over the world. She, you know, up until the last couple of months of her life, she was always out and about and she's had, she had a great life here uh, for sure. Um, and I, kn- I knew that it was the last time I'd see her. But then I had this profound, like, no, it's not. It's not the last time. Mm. Uh, it's not the last time I'm seeing you. Yeah. Just, it's going to look different next time, right? But mm-hmm. I know that you believe in Jesus, and I'm going to pray like heck for your soul. I know, I didn't say that, obviously, but um, <laughs> I know that, through the mercy of God, this won't, this isn't it. This isn't it. And I tried to convey that as, as greatly as I could this, like anytime she would speak in a finality, uh, I would turn it and, you know, say like, Oh, you, you know, it's not, you know, it's, I will, we'll see you. Um, you'll see our baby just from heaven. You'll see your right. mom again. Um, And when you and I kind of had this conversation too, off air, but uh, I never know when to leave in those situations. You know, there, it's, you, uh, like, there is no good time. There's no good time, and uh, yeah. she gave us the great mercy and asked us to to leave so she so she could sleep. Um, and you, when you go to to somebody who's dying, uh, and you know it's it. You don't really know it's it until it hits you that oh this is it yeah this is it this 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 is the last sentence the last two sentences that you'll ever say to them on, you know on this side of the veil right um, so I just said well we'll see you soon it, yeah. it, you know I I I love you and I'll we'll see you soon because you know in reality like it will be soon you know yeah. it's not like not like oh I'm gonna die tomorrow you know it's a no but in but. the time period of God. You know, we'll see you soon. Um, heaven doesn't have a time. Heaven doesn't have a time. It's outside of time and space. It's outside of time. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. gorgeous theology. Um, and it was just, I, in that moment, I, you know, I just knew. Yeah. And I have this, and now I have this, like, profound, and maybe it's because of the, the miscarriage and losing Jude, but I have this confidence and hope in the, in the resurrection that, you know, death doesn't get the final say. I think when we always think about this on Holy Saturday, right? Where for a a split second, a split momentary piece of time, death wins, Mm. but we know the end, right? We know that God wins, but it's hard to see that because we haven't seen that final victory yet. Right, because of Revelation. The final days haven't happened. Please, God, wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but that even even in death, when Jesus actually dies, 
right? That that happens. That happened, and then Jesus comes back to life and conquers death. Um, that that momentary victory that death has, it's lost immediately, right. because there's a resurrection. There's a. It's not an end. It's a transition, and death doesn't get. Yeah, death gets our pain. Sure, yeah. When we should mourn, absolutely, because that wasn't God's plan. But that death doesn't get the final say. Oh, death, where is your sting? Right. Right. Um, and I don't think I would have dealt with that in the same way. Um, with such a profound hope and a profound confidence. Right. If it had been. If you know, six years ago. Right. You know. Yeah. Even a, even a year ago. I, I don't know how I, how I would have handled it. Um, so, yep, yeah, just thank God every day for, for giving me that hope. Yeah. And through, through all these bad, through these bad things that have happened to me, um, he's used those to, to speak more truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's where I'm at. I don't know how to end. <laughs> it is. I think that's a good place. Then I think it's a it's a it's a good journey. Um, so half hours a, doesn't seem like a lot. I feel like I need to break the record. <laughs> <laughs> what is the record, Brandon? I think Brandon's is the record. You, you almost hit three hours. All right. Yeah. I mean, we've got thirty minutes. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Packers suck. <laughs> <laughs> they looked good, and then they suck for a little bit. No, I mean. Um, I, I knew bits and pieces of your of of this. Yeah, no, you know, everybody everybody, everybody knows now. <laughs> Everyone knows, but I have um, but I didn't know everything, and uh, I I always love to listen to um, like stories of people who have converted. I I shouldn't say no. Why we're here? You're yeah. I shouldn't say like you. I mean, it's like a conversion. It is a conversion. You went through RCIA. But you also were like Catholic as up until second grade. Yeah, and it so, wasn't my choice to yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what to call it. <laughs> but I like to listen uh, to it because um, I like to ask the reason of, of of why Catholicism. And I don't have to ask you that. I know that. John but Jennifer unless you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we talked about right it. But, discourse. Um, I think your story is just absolutely beautiful, man. Um what a it just shows uh, um and it w- sprinkled with the inner story is definitely signs of the holy spirit you know um mm-hmm. you've said like oh i don't know why okay well that's why <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, what we can't what we humans can't explain mm-hmm. even simple events you know that is what we can't ex- explain as a mystery and mysteries are you know explainable through the holy spirit so mm-hmm. i didn't um, even get to talk about the cat the cat what? Rupert. Rupert yeah oh, getting him around um really brightened my life mm-hmm. and he's I mean he's been he's slept slept between my legs you know every day for um his entire life and since yeah. since I got him and I've had him since he was a little yeah did you give him a little kitty he was a kitten nice. yeah he was maybe 13 weeks old when I oh, got him, wow. 12, 13 weeks. He was wow. so small. And <laughs> uh, now he's a full grown 
Meowing Machine. Meowing He's eight machine, years old. Yeah. He just turned eight this year. Um, he's he's the longest constant I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, I suppose he, he really yeah. is. He really is because my parents' marriage was eight years right. long, and yeah, um, he was the longest constant. He is the longest constant in my life. Wow, he's a he's the he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I, 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 like re- I really I really thank God for 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 him. And he's a cat. He's not a lot going on up there. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's a cat. <laughs> um, he's kind of wanders. He's probably not going to be in heaven when he goes. No, he's a cat. I mean, he's a cat, but a cat. Like, and I think we've had this conversation. Like, are, you, are your pets going to be in heaven? I don't know. But like, if if God really like thinks you'll be happiest when if you have your pet with you, of course he's going to give you your pet. Yeah. But if you need your pet to be happy in heaven, you're not ready for heaven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's what. Father Mike Schmidt says in his video, "Stop, <laughs> lizard." Watch Father Mike that. Schmitz, come back. <laughs> well, watch all of his videos. Watch all of them from Essential. Every Sense single one. <laughs> phenomenal. It's perfect. Perfect videos. Um, yeah, and we, I, I had I had dogs throughout my entire life. Oh, Max yeah. was a yellow lab. He was around for sixteen years. Sixteen years for a yellow lab. What a great, a long time. A great dog. A great purebred. Purebred. Yeah, purebred. That's yellow a long lab. time. Beautiful dog. He was just the best dude i like labs. loved beer <laughs> beer and bread it's <laughs> amazing loved beer and bread because we he would get we would give him heartworm medication um in bread and we'd wrap it up in bread and give it to him he loved loved bread hey love beer <laughs> <laughs> bread he's a dude that's why he lived for 16 years uh, it's like bread, the Oprah. i love bread <laughs> love bread and then um my dad had a freaking <laughs> rat terrier and <laughs> Cocker Spaniel, <laughs> uh, Tucker and Shiloh, and they're both gone now. Uh, great dogs. Good dog. Just good, good dog. dog. The good doggos. Good doggos. <laughs> uh, one day, I'll, I I hope Elizabeth and I will get dog. Um, yeah, you want a um, German, right? German Shepherd. Sure, yeah. yeah. German good, Shepherd. Good um, yeah. I really love a pointer. Yeah. Because pointers. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Um, How big? Pointers are big dogs. Right? Mm, no? They're Maybe not. Medium, I'm thinking of they're mediumish dogs. They're hunting dogs. Think, okay. Think you different. ever see like a water spaniel? Sure. About that size. Oh, okay. They're good I'm dogs. Thinking a, I'm thinking of a different dog. They're, I like both of those breeds: shepherds, Germans, and um, pointers because they're very loyal dogs. Yeah. Oh. They're very good with. They're very good with family as long as they're trained correctly. German shepherds are very protective. Very, but they're. I mean, they're they're, they're great dogs. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They're very protective and they're great for families. I my uncle had a German and uh, I mean the dog was kind of dumb at times, like but like, <laughs> but I mean he tried to he thought that sparks from a fire were sometimes food, so he would try to bite the like when we have like outdoor fires, uh, like a pop would go off and you just try to eat it and like oh, Bond, you're so dumb, but <laughs> but great with kids, yeah, like uh, he Golden's would, too. Yeah, that dog would let any little toddler ride him. Like, he just didn't care. <laughs> but if a stranger, like... Yeah. And they they would acquaint Bond with family. So that way, like, when we went there, he was like... He knew who I was, so yeah, he didn't care. True. But, uh, like, if a stranger ever came close to the house or to, um, like, to the kids specifically, mm-hmm. it bark a lot of barking and growling. 
Like, back <laughs> off. <laughs> he would sleep by the baby's uh, crib. Oh. Like, when she would babysit, when my aunt would babysit, like, uh-huh. her, her um, grandkids, mm-hmm. he would sleep by the door. Oh. Like, That's so cute. I'm, I'm garden. Yeah. So, good dogs. Yeah, good, good dogs. dogs. Big dogs, but good dogs. Big dog, good dog. Yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> really likes corgis, too. Total opposite of... Corgis uh, are fine dogs. Yeah, they're fine. They're cute. Cute Cute little corgi butts, you know? Corgi butts. You know, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend in college with corgis. I think, like, most dogs are good dogs. Yeah, like... like, Dogs are are great pets. Yeah. They're the best. Most of them. You're not going to get a shih tzu, right? No. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. If the dog... If the dog, (laughs) when while sparking, jumps into the air because it's so small... Not a dog. My, so the it's same family that had the German Shepherd also had a Shih Tzu. The Shih Tzu is older, <laughs> and my my mind you, this German Shepherd was my uncle's dog. Okay, mm. the Shih Tzu was my cousin's dog, and after she moved out, my mm. aunt and uncle just took care Kept of it. The dog. And my my uncle would call it the little soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> he would. This is horrible. He would never do this. He, he my uncle Al. Great guy. I love him. He's my godfather. Like, he's great. Uh, (laughs) We were leaving one time. He's like, oh, you're you're backing up? Hold on. Let me go get uh, (laughs) the dog. Emma. He's like, let me go get Emma and see if she he did not like Emma because she was she would she had the most annoying high pitched bark. Oh, yeah. And it just he would be like, don't ring the doorbell. Just please don't (laughs) ring. (laughs) I think Emma was dumber than bond sometimes yeah Yeah. especially towards the end there but (laughs) (laughs) she lived a long time yeah uh shih tzus remind me of the uh dumb and dumber joke the uh (laughs) we crossbred a shih tzu and a bulldog (laughs) yeah yeah i'll let you finish the joke in your head yeah i got it (laughs) it's great movie dumb and dumber is (laughs) oh man Uh, Oh, the battery saver's on. Oh. That's what that noise was. All right. <laughs> right. Now we got to end because I don't want <laughs> to lose it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks great. for having me on, John. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank you to me it. for having me on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. It's been great hosting ourselves. It has been. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, I was just in contact today with a, um, a Franciscan. Sister. Oh, sweet. So I'm very, very excited. we got some great guests coming up. Uh, if you would like to be like me, uh, you can't because I'm so awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> if you'd like to be like me and be on uh, my show, our show, <laughs> your own show, <laughs> whatever, uh, you can email us at omlyspeakingpod at gmail.com. Uh, please pray for us. We're praying for you. Uh, I do pray for everyone who listens to the podcast. Um, and we hope you pray for us as well. Uh, Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.